you hey. doing, man? I'm good. <laughs> we were just talking about how I just let him in on the name of the fucking show. <laughs> I was like, you don't pretend like you know this forever. You're like, Galaxy Podcasting, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I am such a huge fan of your work. I tune in yeah. every time you upload an episode. I can fucking tell. It's a, yeah. So good you forgot the fucking name. <laughs> oh, you can see my socks. Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's okay. No one. Uh, uh, cool. This video part is for you and I, so we could be making. Oh, okay, like, cool. We could be making, like, sex faces to each other and no one would fucking know, or. Uh, is all I don't know. Between this next, I'm a good Christian boy. Don't, yeah, I don't partake no, in that stuff. Anything could happen right now. Like, you can have. Anything you can, can happen. We could both be naked right now while we're doing this. I'm shit. not. No. <laughs> But uh, I am. <laughs> it's kind of fucking awkward now. <laughs> but, um, but we're here. This is Cinema Language, and I'm Marcel. This is my friend, my amigo, colleague, my um, peer. Um, yeah. <laughs> you look uh, like a peer. Former workplace buddy. I know. Well, I don't. It's not even former, really. I still. Well, oh, you don't work with me anymore. You. You did. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't work at that place that we work at. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say uh, it, but we yeah. work. We long story short, we work like events and concerts. Yeah, and shit. but uh, thanks to COVID. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, thanks to COVID, it's that season's canceled. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, like everything is canceled because um, if they want to end up reopening any venue, they need to move the capacity down to uh. You know, like ten to twenty percent, depending on how big it is. Yeah, I heard about 50 like uh, is like the max for some. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I heard fifty. Uh, it used to be fifty when they're like, oh yeah, no more than fifty, but now it's like, okay, if it's a big enough venue, then it would be um, you know, about like ten twenty percent, like uh, that one place that I work at now or used to work at. I quit that place. Um. But they have a capacity of like 2,400 or something like that. So they are only allowed to have about 400 or so. It's like 16% capacity or so is the highest they can go. Yeah, for most places. That's, uh, yeah, no, concert season's is done, <clears throat> which was okay because I was struggling money wise. So uh, these things that if it's canceled for everybody, if it's canceled for me, it's canceled for everybody, so I feel like yeah, we're all in the we're all in the same boat again. When I get my shit, yeah, straight, I'm not I'm not missing out. We're all missing out. Yeah, that's we're all getting to miss out. Uh, now I feel better. Selfish is, I guess. <laughs> Selfish does. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but, know though because I'm supposed to see Janelle Monae at Hollywood Bowl with an orchestra, so I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. I love her. Yeah. Um, because you know when she was supposed to come to Arizona, um, a few years ago that got canceled. Uh-huh. Um, like a few days after it was announced, they moved to Vegas, so I never got to see her. Um, but now it's probably gonna get canceled again. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the date that she rescheduled? Uh, it, it uh, hasn't been rescheduled yet, but it's supposed to be like July nineteenth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she's doing uh, wait, no, the eighteenth. Yeah, uh, seventeenth and eighteenth. It's two nights. I'm so, going on Saturday. So what have you been doing <laughs> since uh, uh, there's no <laughs> nothing? Yeah, there's nothing going on. Um, I finished school or not finished school. I finished it for the semester. Oh, I still have another say. left though. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's fun um not really i said doctors here (laughs) yeah but uh did you how did that go since covid hit like did you finish everything or do you have to start back from where you left off or do you just uh we just picked up where we left off because uh you know everything closed um you know like over my break right but uh you know, the email said, like, hey, guys, we're going to take uh, two months online and then we'll head back. And then, you know, not even through the first day of lockdown. I was like, yeah, so we're closed for the rest of the semester. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. No, no. I uh, I, I, all, all my classes translated well online, though, except for my uh, lighting class, pretty much. Yeah. Because, you know, part of that is like, okay, you're going to go into this room and you're going to play with the uh, light board and everything. But, you know, <laughs> can't go on campus. Do you miss your... You miss your school friends? I do, yeah, but I'm in this one club uh, where we listen to albums. It's called Album Listening Club, uh, and we've been going on uh, Discord calls most nights, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But, but but it's always weird, uh, you know, not talking with them in person, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I wonder how Drake feels. Uh, <laughs> and I say Drake <laughs> randomly, <laughs> only because yeah. he has a line in... One of it, it's, it this is nothing was the same era where he has a line where he's like, All of my used to be friends aren't here anymore. And I'm just like, What the? Fuck? <laughs> like, Drake, of course, you, you still worried about your friends from school <laughs> since then? I would be, <laughs> it was like, Dude, I, I actually, like, I actually like, started watching The Grassy with them. It is fucking crazy. <laughs> Have you seen The Grassy? Friends. Uh, I haven't seen the rest of the cast since that Drake video. We had to yeah, well, 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 I don't mean like that cast, but I mean like back when it aired, all of the episodes are on YouTube. Uh-huh. It is fucking crazy, okay? <laughs> so it's like one day it's like, hey, we're good friends. Next day, uh, this one kid shoots up to school. And then like two episodes later, it's like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, There's like no like... continuity. There's like no continuity. It's never like, hey, remember that time that one guy shot up to school? Shit, that sucked. That it's like crazy. they forgot about that like two episodes later. <laughs> nah, it's it's funny because uh Degrassi I never fucking watched Degrassi. <laughs> it was on it was on as background or because I was home yeah. from school cuz I had like pink eye or some shit and that would be right, on after course. Murray or whatever or Jerry Springer and it would be on at like yeah. 1 p.m. And I was just like, okay, whatever it takes, I know I'm going to make it through. <laughs> and then I just <laughs> and I was just curious what it was about and no. <laughs> imagine imagine like your typical really bad soap opera, but they're yeah. teenagers and Canadian, and they say about funny. It looks like what skins couldn't be, or what yeah. the, or what uh, what skins wasn't. You know, it was better yeah. than that, but it was the better uh, Degrassi is skins. Yeah, it comes off as that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> But, uh, and that's cool. We're talking about TVs, movies, because that's what we talk about here. We talk about albums. Uh, I love music. TV and movies. I want to talk about music more. What, what TV movies have you been watching? Um, I finished, or not like, or like, I'm caught up with, uh, Barry. Yeah. This show on, uh, HBO. Have you seen it? Yes, Barry's excellent. <laughs> it's really it. fucking good. That one, I will tell you, the my favorite episode maybe now of season one and two, but my favorite episode of season two is that one with just the little girl? I don't know yes. what doing, but do you, uh, it breaks into like the house Ronnie and has to do with the little girl. <laughs> and she's like a fucking wombat. Yeah. 
<laughs> that shit was gold. Nah, Barry's genius. And Harry, uh, yeah. Harry Winkler, man. I think that's such yeah. a great role for him. It's almost like a renaissance again of Henry. Yeah, Winkler, for, for, for me, it's just something where, like, the, uh, what's it called? Um, like, the premise of the show is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It, it even dies yeah. in, because it's, it's way more than beneath the surface of everything you see. It's it's an interesting take, and I like how he's uh, he's trying to, like, leave this life behind, but he also puts that part of himself in his acting when he doesn't really want to bring that part of himself in. Yeah, it's like, it's like a reverse Breaking Bad sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, or kind of reverse Breaking Bad. They're actually trying to change him. They don't know they're trying to change him, but they are. Where Walt yeah. was... We were watching the evolution of a man become bad. Same with Better Call yeah. Saul. Is just the steps to what led them to become. I, I stopped to I stopped to watch Better Call Saul. I remember watching the first season, but then uh, it's like, okay, well, that's the, I'm done with that season. Uh, I got to wait for the next one, and then you know the next season came out, and I never yeah. watched it again. No, Better Call Saul is excellent. I've been watching know. Better Call Saul. I'm not on season five, and I know it wraps up next year. But I'm on okay. what they have on Netflix, like the last season on uh, Netflix, which is four. It's yeah, really yeah. I love Better Call Saul right now. I watched that. I finished, uh, I don't know if you heard of Succession. I just finished no, Succession. Uh, it's pretty much Game of Thrones with the business world and today. But and I yeah. say Game of Thrones because uh, there's a lot of political talk in Game of Thrones. That's still, that's like the chess game was not just the action or getting to the next scene it when that happens it's earned but it's definitely the the writing and the talk that lead up to the chess game to get to that so just picture that in success in like a mode where people are trying to kiss up to the dad and be the next success yeah. of this business and the dad is pretty much this ruthless father who won't let go of his you know he's the one that everybody yeah, yeah. kissing ass to and then there's people outside the family or married into the family that also want a part of this, but you start to care for them because they're piece of shit people. <laughs> you don't yeah. like them. And I didn't really like them at first almost enough not to watch it, but it took yeah. a minute to get that's the point. <laughs> you know, I think it's good when the uh, characters aren't like, well, it's like, oh, wait, I don't like them, but I'm not supposed to like them, you know? It's good acting. Yeah, and we're, we like seeing fucked up people on screen. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just think we like fucked up characters because ever since Sopranos, I said it before ever since sopranos that was like the we weren't used to seeing the protagonist be a bad guy uh or yeah. uh, not bad guy the protagonist of a sh- yeah the protagonist of a show be the villain we were used to seeing it from a yeah. guy's point of view only where sopranos being an anti-hero I sort of thing. sopranos but i know it's about tony soprano yeah the anti-hero uh it's about yeah. Tony soprano you know becoming that so and then breaking bad just kept it going and that's in Sopranos, but with math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And then, uh, and then just much, pretty much character building the people we just like to hate, like even in Game of Thrones. So yeah, yeah. I still have to watch that, but it's one of those things where I don't have HBO and I don't want to spend money on HBO. Uh, so I'm gonna wait until I have like a week of doing nothing. I'll give you my and email. just ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's some shit I would love to talk to you about. I was like, nah, don't yeah. worry. You need to watch Watchmen and shit too, man. You, you I like do. That. There's a lot of things I need to watch. But we're here to talk about music. <laughs> and I always talk love talking music. about music with you because since our uh, job had a lot to do with music, 
it yeah. was uh, kind of hard not to talk about music, and I always loved agreeing with you and disagreeing with you. And it's cool yeah. to have a fine. <laughs> it's cool to have this cool balance with uh, you yeah. and just uh, Josh. I usually talk about music with Josh on here, but yeah, it's cool to now get your point of view. And I think we're really we're really close to what we like to because I could talk to yeah. you about things that uh, I can't talk with anybody else about. Yeah, yeah. And if you see we my have hands, the, uh, that kind of balance. Gestures. Yeah, but if you see my hands doing, I'm sorry, but if you see my hands doing all these gestures or shit, it's because I talk with my hands a lot now. That since you can actually see me, you're gonna see a lot of like wand movement, like I'm fucking casting yeah. hard spells. But no, I'm just passionate, right. <laughs> casting that passion onto you. Onto me, that's right. But yeah, I I really enjoyed always talking to music about you and always trying to get away yeah. from it when no one was looking. I'm gonna miss it, bro. Me too. Uh, you left, but anyway, I, I don't I miss, miss that you. job though. I don't miss it. You don't want you don't miss being out in the hot sun, snow cones. No. I, well, I miss the snow cones. That's the only thing, really. Um, uh, Michelangelo would always be like, "Hey, man, did you get your snow cone?" Just making sure, <laughs> like a wounded yeah. animal <laughs> when I get to work. You're like, get your snow yeah. Cone. <laughs> Dude, snow cones. Those snow cones were good. No, there was only a good thing about the job. I, I hated having to, like, pick up the trash every night. Yeah, no, that shit sucked. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I only found money, like, a couple times. I found, I mean, I got some cool souvenirs. That's the cool thing about doing it, but it's not enough to, like, oh, I want to do this every night because maybe I'll find something. No, it, it wasn't like that every yeah, night. Yeah, I found know, like, a scratched-up um, mixtape one time. <laughs> Did you hear it? Did you try? Oh, uh, no, it was too scratched up. <laughs> I tried. Maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the artistic side of it. Like, this is, yeah. this is my mixtape, man. It's just scratched up, but that's the art. <laughs> yeah. You feel me, bro? Like, ooh, I like the aesthetic. It's like Kanye. <laughs> it's a yeah. production. It's not scratched. It's a production. It's like 10 bucks, though. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. But, um... Wait, I, for, I forgot. Have you ever talked about uh, Jesus is King? Have you ever talked about that, or have you I haven't, not talked I since? had a whole... There's a lot of stuff that I've always wanted to get to talking about, and yeah. I just never got to. But it's cool to have that back catalog, and I, we can always talk yeah. about Jesus King. I have notes yeah. and notes and notes about Kanye I, with it, because it's kind of hard now to separate the music from the artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The His music has become him. In a way, if that doesn't make any fucking sense, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's done some, yeah, some intergalactical bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Pierce. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just know I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm sad that the vinyl looks cool because now I kind of want to buy it. But then I remember, wait, this album isn't good. For the look of it, yeah, no, I bet the final does look pretty neat. But he has that yeah. fucking song on there it pissed me off where he was pretty much blaming us for the way he was i kind of i don't remember what it was called but it was like definitely i was like whoa bro no one told you to say this or do this and we're i don't think there's a miss yeah there's definitely a miss uh um, between you and the people i think it's on god because he's like that's why I price. That's why I charge the prices that I charge. Yeah, I think it is that. Yeah. Yes, and I was yeah. like, oh no, I, I don't, I don't want to go into it. He pissed me off. <laughs> he pissed me yeah. off, and that shit's not gospel. It was just like, I Kanye was no different. Even doing this whole Sunday 
service church thing or whatever. Uh, yeah. Kanye's no different than a Joel Osteen or any of them. Nah, no, not really. It's nah. the same thing. He's the same guy, and you can get copies of his shit right after the service. Like he's yeah doing the same thing. So I don't see why, because and that's what inspired part of what I wrote because I saw an article that was targeting mostly Kanye and saying, oh, Kanye's doing this for uh, for making profit and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what's the difference between uh, Kanye and a Joel yeah. Osteen or T.D. Jakes? The, 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 the only you know? difference really is because for Joel, you have to actually like pay to go to the service, right? Or something like that or be a member. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get tickets. Yeah, I, I know, I know that tickets. like the few Sunday services that were open to the public, um, you know, they were free, you know, or if anything, you'd have to get a ticket beforehand, but the tickets were free. It was first come first serve sort of thing. Right. Um, but again, he makes a lot of that money back on merch. So it's a lot of, and then uh, really half-assed designs <laughs> and getting away with it and be like, Hey, <laughs> I saw some of those, those shirts are ugly. They look like something Ray from star Wars would wear, which you could get away mm-hmm. with that time. But it's like, Nah, man, I'm not gonna wear this shit and look like I'm from Haku, yeah. Haku or some shit <laughs> while I'm walking around right. Arizona. I, 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 I think the worst part of it is that um, if you've heard any of the Yondi leaks, a lot of the tracks from that album were reworked for the album, mm-hmm. where it's like the same beat, but in, you know, it's like okay, uh, let's change all these words to be about Jesus and God and stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. I think the biggest offender of that is um, Use This Gospel, which is originally a uh, Law of Attraction. It had these like amazing drums in it, but he just like completely took those out. Um, Aunt Clemens was on the hook for Law of Attraction, and it was really good with like, all the vocoder and everything going over his voice. And uh, even though only the uh, reference track leaked, or... Yeah, yeah, it's just where he's, like, mumbling the lyrics just to get the mm-hmm. flow down and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends with, like, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, we in the game, we in the game! <laughs> and I really I really <laughs> missed that. <laughs> um, and then, like, on Jesus Gospel, he just tacks on a shitty Kenny G solo at the end. I remember, nah, there's some shit that Kanye got away with that I'm like, don't let that slide. <laughs> don't let that yeah be. um but i do like kanye as a producer yeah no he's great um he's great at making bringing an artist in like anybody and just kind of like make them comf- they do their own thing and it fits within their pocket like i always use all the lights for an example and people don't know elton john is in there but elton john is in that song and it's yeah so yeah intri- and it's so intricate of what makes all the lights, all the lights. Cause without him, it wouldn't work. There's only, he only does like a line and a half or some shit, but you need Elton. He does the, uh, he, he does the outro you know? for it and does the piano on the song. Right. So you kind of need I just feel like you need Elton John. He's good at bringing artists on working under his production like that. I think he's got better productionally since Jesus, because I'm not a big yeah. fan of Jesus for some reason, but everything else after, or maybe Jesus was beyond his time. Maybe I've changed. Maybe I need to change a heart. It won't be on this list. I, I, about, <laughs> I, I know that Ye- but, I know that like Jesus people are like, oh, I had to warm up to it before I started to like it. But yeah. for me, Jesus is the only album that I've listened to that like right when I started, I'm like, holy shit, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Because there's an album on here that I changed my mind on, and it should be on this list too. And it was like uh, Barter Six, which is a Young Thug album. Yeah, Young Thug, yeah. And I think that album, as much as I wasn't into it then, I kind of liked what I heard, but I just wasn't sure what it was. And I wasn't, I was still evolving in my music taste. I didn't yeah. get fool me in 2016, <laughs> but I felt like yeah. now I, 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 back I, to that same album, for me. Yeah. And back with the, um, remember I said that I didn't like that uh, Father John Misty album, uh, Pure Comedy. Oh uh, yes, and I was so. Upset. I love it now. It's great. <laughs> yes, I remember. I was like, come on, bro. I get it yeah. though, because it's definitely not for everyone. Because Father yeah. John Misty's like that drunk nigga you bring to your to meet your mom, but you really don't want him to meet your mom because you're like. Eh. He has issues that with the, bad all the boy, time. but yeah. you warm up to him. <laughs> that's how I right. explain him. I don't know why I said that, but that's what I think about. But, um, yeah, no, I remember that you, you said you didn't like that. I was like, bro, that album is great. Yeah. But, uh, and that's the good thing about music. Some of these, uh, this decade list could change. I might not make a video. It probably it, will. <laughs> or do a podcast about it, but it will probably change just as much as a, I changed my mind on Star Wars movies. But, uh. Yeah, I, I still have to see um, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. I still have to see it. Oh, well, but I have, rush, um, rush. <laughs> I have Disney Plus, so I can do that. It's on there. Yeah, it just came on like May the 4th. Like, May the 4th be with you. Oh, wow. Wow. That's like Star Wars. No, I'm about to play. Honestly, I want to play Star Wars right after this because they, the, <laughs> they had the fucking Fallen Order game. Uh, yeah. Fallen Order game for sale on May 4th. And I was like, I hadn't gotten it yet, so I can't wait to start that game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's before we uh, thank you for being here. I, I really appreciate it. This has been a while <laughs> in the making. I was supposed to do it with John. It has been. So shit happened, and that didn't really work out. But uh, now I'm here, and I wanted you so to get with me. No, no, you're just, <laughs> I always wanted to work with you. I just didn't yeah. know where I would find you, and I was like, happens in a decade. <laughs> Why yeah. not? And I did best ofs with him, and look at that. That's a really great video, guys, but I'm glad to do this with you. I know it's a little yeah. late. It's May, but honestly, I looked at the decade list as – because it was one of those things I wanted to do sooner, but I wanted, I had other shows, and everything moved so fast. So, yeah. And I saw other people – I kind of took inspiration to keep to do it still by seeing other people still put out their list. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have to man. think about these kind of things, you know? Yeah, and I had a lot I mean, of like, last year, but also... I posted to my top 100 of the decade list, um, like, back in January, but now it's like, all right, well, that's kind of different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, it kept changing. I wasn't sure. I don't think I was fully sure till like, the end of February, maybe early to mid-March, because <laughs> the more we can, yeah. I always had it in my mind that I wanted to do the best ofs, and we're not the biggest podcast in the world, who knows, maybe two. We have six listeners. Yeah, six and a half. but promote it, <laughs> you know, I would, <laughs> and please, and those who are here, thank you for listening, I, I appreciate it with, with all my heart. Maybe 10 yeah. years, we'll have, we'll be doing this again, <laughs> we'll still be friends. Well, 60. Yeah, I'll look the same. You're white. You know how you guys age. Um, but yeah. um, <laughs> 10 years are going to take a toll. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm going to look old as fuck. <laughs> I'm going to start gonna, graying. Yeah, I'm going to look like I did today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. 20, what would that be? 20, 2030? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2030. God, I wonder how music's going to change in the fucking future. 
I wonder if rap uh, would still be the pop music of would rap still. Ooh. I don't. I, I'm I think, to think it's because gonna be, it's gonna be a new genre. I I think it's gonna be a new genre. Like, yeah. I don't know. But not like a new new genre. It's gonna be like a mix of a couple of genres. Yeah, it's you know, be something like that, or just it's gonna revolve because music just it always comes back around. You know, I mean, we have, like rock we have disco pop. coming back pretty much, you know, like 80s pop, you know, I mean, you have The Weeknd doing 80s. what he did on After Hours, you have Dua Lipa's new album. Man, I bet you it's going to be the 90s. It's going to be oh, it's gonna nostalgia suck. by like 20, I know it's going to be horrible. Maybe we can make it to 2030 and then maybe that's when they'll do 90s nostalgia, but I could see like 2027 being like the 90s, like the 90s will really catch on. Because I know like Captain Marvel and them have like... Dove in them, unless Stranger Things goes into the '90s somehow and it makes the '90s popular. I can see that. No, no, because I know that uh, they said that. Yeah, we have a plan. We only wanted to do, do uh, four seasons. Yeah, it was like four, so. or five. They said maybe five, but it was like four, four or five. Yeah. So, but I don't know the time. They could jump, maybe. Yeah, they could. I, I really want like um, the fourth season to do with our Chernobyl. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you like Chernobyl? Did you see that? I haven't seen it, no. It was good. But uh, I'm I'm interested in learning more about the event and everything that happened. Right. No, it's a uh, Chernobyl's a horror. <laughs> that shit is a horror movie. But um, oh shit! <laughs> before we get into best ofs, I thought since you're here and I know you don't have many right now, and it's gonna probably be the briefest thing, and we'll go right into the best of the decade, dude. But uh. Right here, uh, I thought we'll talk about since I usually want to wait till June to do like, oh, what are the best, what are, what, are, what are your favorites you've heard so far? And I know, I just but also, I randomly. know that a bunch of albums are getting postponed to hell because of the whole coronavirus thing because exactly. artists can't tour to make money off those albums. I'm about to do a video about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to like jump in or whatever, but I'm about to do a whole thing on uh, should that happen, and I'm gonna might save it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because, but uh, I want to talk about it, but it would be like I don't want to jump in. I could jump into it literally now, but I was also yeah. for time's sake. But we can talk about it off. But um, yeah, that's part of it also. And I just wanted to kind of get it over with since I don't see myself doing a whole thing revolved just around that. So yeah, I yeah. Thought I'll mention it briefly because I don't know what will come out next year that would. Or next month, or maybe within these weeks, that might change. Just something could, but that's what the. Uh, the end of the year I, I know there's a few albums coming out within the next couple weeks. Uh, Charlie XCX has her um, Helm Film Now album coming out that she's doing during quarantine. Yeah, that was like my second favorite album, I believe. Of yeah, this year. that was a perfect. Char that was a great Char album. Charlie was great. Yeah, I, I have that up there. It's not in my top ten of the decade, but easily like top five of last year. Oh yeah, it was like. It was Easily, easily. That shit was gold. <laughs> I was like, dude, I yeah. don't even. I like Charlie XCX, but she's really evolved now. I really enjoyed that album. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. For me. And I was like, dude, perfect. This is a great album. I got to meet her. Did you? She was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, You Did know how she was at the uh, marquee? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's back when I worked there. Uh-huh. But uh, it's one of those things where I said, hey, uh, I can't make it to work today. Sorry. Right. I want to go to the show. So they're like, okay. Um, and it was something where it's like first 50 people in line uh, got to meet her. 
for early entry. And I just did that because I don't want to be like all the way back and wait in line, you know? Right. So I'm like, I'll wait. Um, it's like, well, I'm done with school now. I might as well just head there, you know? And I was like the 50th person in line. <laughs> and then I told her about the time uh, John Waters gave me poppers. And it was a fun story. It was a fun time. She was interested. How long was that for? Um, The whole exchange was probably like three minutes or so. Oh, that's a good amount of time. Because honestly, yeah, three w- minutes with someone like that, even when I've met a band or whatever, wasn't even the biggest band in the world. But for that, since I knew who they were, I think there was a band yeah. called Carousel Kings and they were like at Warped Tour. And I got to, <laughs> I was like, hey guys. And we were talking. And uh, yeah. it was about three minutes, maybe four minutes too. And it felt like the longest time. <laughs> So I yeah. think I felt like a long time, three minutes. No, no, it's weird. The people that I was with are like, oh, man, I, w- I was so nervous talking to her, you know? Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, really? No, I-, I don't it, get nervous talking to celebrities. It really. might be working shows. Because I think I've kind of hmm? grew a... It might be working shows. Because yeah. I think I kind of grew a... I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not that yeah. I don't care, but I just... Tr- I talk to him like anybody else. Unless yeah, it have to be like really, really special, and I haven't met the really, really special ones where I think yeah. I might, I might turn into that person. I don't know, but everyone else is, everyone else to me is kind of they're just another person, <laughs> you know. They just yeah have records or you know they have this. That's their job, you know what I mean. But uh, beyond yeah. that, they're usually just you and I. And I think right. working jobs, we got to see that type of side of people whenever we the little times we probably had encounters yeah like the sound checks um yeah looking at the checks. i think it was the pentatonics had like the meet and greet uh-huh. or like the vip thing but it's like they were just like uh the people that had the tickets like were just brought down to the pit and it was like okay here's a video of them <laughs> and then like okay they're gonna play a song for you and that was it right no nah, they just feel too normal i remember brad paisley came down and he had his guitar, and I, Brad Paisley's right in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he's short. <laughs> it was like, it, it, it came yeah. almost like, it felt like it was just a, he didn't talk to, he just walked right by me. But it was like, yeah, they're just like you and I. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's probably, probably when I was in the bathroom. Yeah. I remember, or something. I remember Uzi came out, and uh, that's where I oh, saw I wasn't how short little Uzi was. Oh, you weren't? I, it was kind of, no, it was lit. That, that was uh, Logic, right? <laughs> No, that was G Easy, I think. G Easy. Yeah, I think oh, G Easy no. and Uzi. I think was the. I think G Easy was the headliner. Logic was. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I wasn't working then. I, Logic was uh, an F. I think open for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like an F. I, no. I, you know, it was his performance that day. I wasn't listening to him. Then I saw how he he threw a good show, and I actually listened to it. And yeah, it's kind of like Eminem Jr. But it's not bad. It's not the worst thing you can hear. I, maybe I put it on a white rapper spectrum. <laughs> and, it, you know, where they all kind of have the same cadence. But he yeah. stands out a little more. You could clearly, truly see he's inspired by Eminem. But he's his own person. I can, I can fuck with what he's saying. It's not he like talks about God. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a good Christian, Christian boy. I saw that. And I was like, I always have this talk. We're about to get to it, guys. But... We always have this talk with me and my friends about what is Christian music and what is not Christian music when it comes to NF or there's a band called The Devil Wears Prada, which I like back in like the metalcore. I don't know if you remember that. 
And they no. were just like, oh, dear Christian, or bless the fall. That, that's a Christian band. And I'm like, there yeah. are no, oh, or of mice and men. I'm like, there are no Christian, ten- I've never seen an uh, of mice and men album in any Christian bookstore. And I was raised to go to Christian bookstores. I stopped going at maybe yeah. like 16 where I stopped wanting to go with my parents everywhere or whatever. But uh, right. I remember going, there was no such thing as, I never saw any of those type of records there. You know, Skillet is the only band I literally yeah. saw in a Christian bookstore. And they're actually truly Christian and their music reflects it. You know, yeah. sometimes people... My guess like, is part of it also has to do with... Uh, I'm sure like Image has a huge, huge part of it too. Yeah, but like Image, people think out all the time, but you still... I'm pretty sure Katy Perry has gone on stage and been like, oh, I thank Jesus for blah, blah, blah. And just because Katy Perry used to do Christian music and now she thinks Jesus again doesn't mean that her latest album, uh, Teenage Dream, is a Christian album to be sold at a Christian store, you know? Yeah. I I just feel like the music has to reflect it more, and I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, 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 that has to do with the subject matter and everything, you know? Yeah, and it's always I hear it's Christian music from the people that aren't Christian at all. (laughs) <laughs> are yeah. telling me this so i always feel more niggle- like nah <laughs> okay man Did, do you ever have any of those those encounters or any bands you you, you like the, anything like that that you're like no they're not or yes they are hmm. Hmm? I, I forgot who it was it, it was at like your birthday party or something or Something like that, where uh, I, I forgot who it was. Uh, it was Josh. Where he's like, you probably, yeah. Where he's yeah. like, oh yeah, Prince. Uh, he's not R and B. He's oh, alternative. God, I'll tell you right now. This is what's funny about this. He has not forgotten the conversation with you. <laughs> he hasn't forgotten about that conversation with you. He remembers you as that guy and disagreeing with you heavily. <laughs> and I would like to almost He's R&B, I would like to bring it back. Funk, and, pop, and I think he rock. got a little like He's not alternative though. I had to turn him like I had to tell him that he's uh that I think you were just in the moment where you were just passionately like <laughs> just debating and I think you called him like stupid or something. <laughs> but you guys yeah, were probably. vibing and I think Josh took it as no, <laughs> he really caught yeah. it, and I was like, no, man, he didn't mean it that way. It, like, I don't think no, he's no, like so, upset. No, with like you. the thing is that I don't care enough about like classifying genre entirely. Yeah, it's one of those sucks. things where it's like if I like slightly agree, then like I want to go like all the way and fully disagree, no matter what. <laughs> Just because it's fun to have those kinds of conversations, you know? Yeah, because genres suck, man. Like, I don't yeah. even know because music has changed and. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a rock. quick way to classify music, you know? Yeah. Uh, just to say it's like, oh, uh, you like this kind of music, then, yeah, you would like Prince or something, you know, because you like R&B, you know? But if you have someone who's always like, oh, yeah, I love, um, like, the Pesh Mode, Talking Heads, um, New Order, stuff like that, you know, those alternative bands, then it's like... I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, you would love Prince, you know? Or, like, just any arm, any any other artist like that, because, like, everyone loves Prince. Yeah. No, nah, music's music is music, you know? And uh, I don't know. One day, I would like to... We have to bring this conversation back. I want to bring it back. I want yeah. Josh here. <laughs> I want you all to meet up, because I all just right. think you're his... 
I think you're his true Sasuke to his Naruto or your Naruto. Yeah, I I'm his foil. You're the Bakugo to his Deku. <laughs> yeah. Know, whatever, in his eyes, he's definitely the hero. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh... I'll be the villain, I don't care. And he won't admit it, but he, yeah. he, he, I think the more you guys... You guys would definitely get along musically, but... You I'm guys... going to go on to rate your music right now, okay? I'm going to look up what genre is Prince. <laughs> Because write your music yeah. is full of music nerds, you know. And we've been um, having a debate. I know I can see uh, Josh and I having a Michael Jackson versus Prince debate soon because we got yeah. in it one time. We weren't recording, but it was gold, <laughs> and I wish we were. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this was the episode right here because I was like, <laughs> we both. It was one after another, and I yes, I was drinking like I was now. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the I had all the right words, and then Josh had the ones too, and I was like, we have yeah. to do this again. And I was like, yeah, we do. Yeah. But, okay, uh, so genres for Prince, okay? This is this Prince, like, his entire, like, discography sort of thing, you know? Like, Prince as a person, the genre of music he plays. Yeah, okay. All right, so he's listed as pop rock, uh -huh. synth funk, mm -hmm. contemporary R&B, funk, film soundtrack, because, like, Purple Rain and, Purple uh, Rain, yeah. like, Under the Cherry Moon, all that stuff, and pop soul. None of those are alternative. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Have fun at it, guys. <laughs> no, I would give him that because Prince dwelled in so much. I mean, if you uh, want, I, w I would say he's more diverse than alternative, though. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, and then I've been saying it, but then we'll get into it. But this is, I'm glad we're talking about Prince for a minute. Cause I had a, yeah. I'll talk about this segment with you. If you don't mind just jumping on a rant. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. I have nothing else to do. Okay, cool. Me either. <laughs> but, uh, I was looking at something and I just wrote some notes about it. Cause I just want to talk about it. But, uh, Madonna, man, did you know how much she made her way through? Like, like she actively went through athletes and musicians. <laughs> like I did not know that motherfuckers, man. Like, and I guess if you read Dennis Rodman's book, he was like, he didn't even want to fuck her. And he was just like, okay, Jesus, I'll fuck you. <laughs> like, she blew his shit up, I guess. Back I know that. I know that did. for a while. And she didn't review uh, it. She dated Tupac. I know that. Yeah, That's all I Tupac. know. That, yeah. That he's been there since 94, just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and I guess Michael and Prince were the two that didn't fuck her. And I feel like Mike, because... It was Michael. He would probably giggle. <laughs> oh, I can't even do his. Oh my god. Oh Madonna. Oh Madonna. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm trying. Oh to my do. god. But uh, I know. I'm guessing Mike did it. But I guess Madonna said Prince was like a choir boy. <laughs> and because and I feel like Prince has fucked so much that Madonna was pretty much bottom of the barrel. And she tried to shame him by saying he was like a choir boy, but he was. And Prince was like, whatever, I'm Prince. Prince, Prince sticks to his shit. rules, okay? Um, <laughs> th th there's actually a story where Prince invited Damon Albarn uh, from, like, Gorillas and Blur yeah. to work in the studio. And I guess uh, Damon wanted to uh, smoke a cigarette in there. And uh -huh. Prince said, no, you can do that outside. So they didn't work with each other. <laughs> because Prince won't let Damon smoke in the studio. Yeah. Ah, just 
what some people call oh that's a, that's just the artist artiste. I'm yeah, sure the artist took that like he was also being a dick. He was like, yeah, they'll just that's because my art, man. But yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but he was at that such stature where he's like, he's Prince. Man. Yeah. I don't know, he doesn't have to explain shit. But it's also funny that, he's like, you know, you Damon, who collaborates with anyone, pretty much, turned down the collaboration with Prince. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Prince is like, do you see the bitches I just got through with? <laughs> that, that gives you more cred than, like, anything else. Turning down Prince for a collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and it's just weird with that thing with Madonna, because Madonna acted like they were, like, regular Joes, like... No, these people are rich and famous, Madonna. <laughs> but she's also rich shit. and famous. Yeah, and that's her problem. You went after. She's Madonna. She's people. the queen of pop. She could do what she wants. Yeah, and she went through. You were trying to go after people with money that already have money. You need to go through regular Joe. Maybe they'll do it, but they don't need to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Prince was like, "I'm slumming it with you." <laughs> if I have to, go, he'll go with Prince you. Prince is cool. But he did write a. Do you know he wrote a song for her? Like it's it's not a good song. I think that's one of his nah. worst. But, and I nah, forgot I what it was called. Uh, but she thought it was on. I feel like Prince just made that like for a joke. Like She thought it was probably on, and Prince was like, watch her call me after this song. <laughs> you know? And did yeah. you see Drake? I don't know if you remember that. That's one thing I want to mention. But do you remember when Drake even turned her, on, uh, turned her down on stage? Like she just tried to uh... sit it down on a chair. It's worth looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen that shit? No. Nah. He was just putting her throat, her I, tongue down. I haven't seen it, but I read it. Oh, it was great. He's like, get the fuck off me. I'm still in my early 30s. <laughs> but she pretty much attacked Drake on stage, man. And he's yeah. He's push her hand away, and she's just eating his face like Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> she was like, minors. <laughs> minors. <laughs> And she, she even walked off that stage like she was embarrassed, kind of. It's just like make sure I mean, she gets consent. It's yeah. like a lap dance, but you're in the middle of a club and you're and you're not secluded. <laughs> but nah, that shit was hilarious. I was like, dude, Prince was a boss. But I'm pretty sure yeah. Prince would have fucked her if he wasn't like if it wasn't on stage. Hell yes. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about our favorites of 2020 so far. Let's get into it. Just a, okay. Uh, I could go first. You could go first. I'm. I'll be. You're the gracious. Guys. Um. Uh. I'll. I'll go first. I guess. Um. Or doing like back and forth, back and forth thing where it's like I say one, you say one, I say one, you say one, that thing. Or. Uh, so for the maybe we'll just read them all because I don't really have anything to say. Commentary. Yeah. I. I, I don't have too much to say other so than like, oh, I like part, this. We'll I want to just... try and revisit it. You know. Yeah, for this part, we'll just name them off. But when we yeah. get to the albums of the decade, I'm going to name the ones that aren't, like, my top, I want to say, like, 50. <laughs> and then the top, and then when I really go through to 50, yeah. I might say something. Wait, we're supposed, to, we're, we're supposed to give our top 50 albums? You don't have to do, you can do whatever you want. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I have, like, 100 albums right here, but, like, because I made a list a while back. Yeah. You can name them all. I know that's why I got you. Uh, you yeah, you can say I was like, oh, you want I am afterwards. underprepared for this. Yeah, I got you last minute, so that's why I was like, you could do yeah. whatever you want. You can say whatever you want after each one. Yeah. And for you, since you have a hundred, and I think I have a little less than that. Yeah. Uh, I'll name off mine that are just not the 
Not that they're not important. They're just not the ones I want to. I'll just do like honorable mentions or something. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Pretty much. All right, cool. Just here. <laughs> but um, do you want to just talk about your favorites of the year? So yeah. Far? Yeah. So this year has been slow, I think. Um, oh really? Because you know, the past two months have been doing nothing, stay inside, so no one's releasing, no albums or anything. Right. Um, but I'd say my top ones right now are Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. I fully believe that Don't Start Now is the third best song of all time. Behind uh, Take On Me at number one, and, and Hey Ya uh, at number two. <laughs> I love it. So, you put Dua Lipa yeah. within, the, <laughs> within those high yeah. ranks. It, it's great. Uh, well, actually... The Live in L.A. remix of Don't Start Now is number three, but Don't Start Now, the studio version, is number yeah. four. So she has two of the top five spots. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, don't know, you, I don't know what number five actually, is, though. Actually, if you mention an album that's on here, I'll just go off after you two, because I have Dua Lipa also. Oh, hell yeah. That's one of my favorites of the year so far, because I, yeah. I think Dua Lipa made a modern-day pop masterpiece with this album man yeah no, no, no because the thing that um i forgot who said this but pop is at its best when it feels like a party where like anyone can go you no. know yes yeah and this no, is I what agree. it is the, yeah, the only thing the only two songs i don't like really are good and bad because I, I get what you mean. It's, it's just know. not for me. It, it, it's not for us. It, it, it's that's for it, the chick it, fans, man. Well, well, no, not not that you know, because I don't mind uh, like hyper feminine music or anything. Okay, yeah. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. But I don't um, mind it too. I'll, for, I could. Yeah, uh, for me, it's just like the difference. chorus. I I don't like the chorus. It, it sounds like a Lizzo song, pretty much. You know, <laughs> with I'm the just, me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, where she sounds like she's having a fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but but I really do enjoy like the pop sound, um, like at the end of the chorus, you know. Yeah, actually, I might and like I, this song. I, I also don't. I don't like "Boys Will Be Boys" because I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't like that she breaks the fourth wall oh, with that one. I know. I know what moment you're talking about. But that Jennifer yeah. Roddy, that Jennifer, uh, I think it was, I might be getting it mixed up. Actually, that might be Halsey's album that did the, they all made boys hating songs. Well, I think it's Halsey's album. I'm mixing them up. Never mind. But I think Halsey used Maybe, Jennifer, I don't know. Halsey um, used Jennifer Bodies, like a clip from Jennifer's body before the song. And then the song went into it. But I know what you're talking about. They're, they're both those songs are kind of similar too. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, I really like the string arrangement. You know, like it feels like it'd be... And like the choir and everything, it feels like, you know, a great closer uh, production wise for a pop album, you know, even though it's, you know, comes out of left field production wise. But then, uh, what was it? I've lyrics pulled up where it's like uh, when she's like directly talking to the listener, you know, yeah. it just it, it takes me out of it's like I'm enjoying an album. So it's like, oh, I'm listening to a song, if that makes sense, you know. Mm hmm. No, nah, I think uh, Dua made something that I don't even think the – her and Charlie, I think, made something that I don't even know if the radios are ready for. 
<laughs> yeah. In a weird no. way, I uh, well, no, because For I know that uh, Don't Start Now is having huge radio success. Is it? Charlie's not as much, though, is she? So no, not, not Charlie. She is way more experimental with the whole, like, PC music, bubblegum bass feel. Yeah. And anyway, and what both of them are doing also is that they're doing what rappers are doing to me, just maybe productionally more, just working with different people and just treating the music yeah. like that and making the uh, and making the world out like that, but being more experimental with what they do on a new level for pop. Because I think pop yeah. music is in a weird trance where it's not as it's not what it was and so it's cool it, it, it's not as manufactured because if you notice um because you know a big thing about pop is the uh personalities that the music is mixed up in you know exactly and while like you know at the beginning of the 2010s um you know you had like lady gaga kesha mm-hmm. uh rihanna katy perry like all of those artists were wrapped in some kind of mystique, larger than life persona, you know. Exactly. But now, what sells is the whole down to earth thing, you know, where it's like, oh, they're just like us, you know. Like, look at Halsey, look at right. Charlie, you know, where she's actually incorporating her fans into the album by having them help make decisions and stuff like that. Exactly, and. And like we said, not the genre of pop so much, but the artists that are pop are the rap artists. Yeah. Kinda. And they're the, and I always looked at the rap artists as kind of the modern day rock stars. Yeah, no, they that's definitely they, are. That's what they are. Even all the sad music <laughs> on the emo rappers, they're definitely inspired from the rock music or listen to it. Yeah. Juice World. Rock music. Look at Morrissey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just that's what it is. The it's way like Morrissey, except Morrissey hates the Chinese. I think. <laughs> I, I know he's racist against some kind of group. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know that motherfucker definitely. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's cool to see these artists do uh, the fresh artists. Not even fresh, because some of them been in it for a while. But see these hitters that aren't Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. Taylor Swift yeah. also dominating it in different ways that are really good just because they're not in the most forefront of forefronts like them. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I super appreciate that. And we need yeah. a good pop album after Bieber's garbage ass changes. Yeah. <laughs> that shit pissed me off, actually. I'm like, we need to have a talk. <laughs> Don't give me this. Yeah. I love my wife part two after Chance did part one. And it's even worse mm-hmm. than big day but i actually like big day i'm not as harsh on big day as everyone i didn't like big day i i didn't even finish it though so i I don't know that gives me room to talk or not i don't know but i also look at chance as that was chance's third album to me i feel like acid rap was literally the true first even though it's not the debut album and i look at chance three it's not even the debut ep he also had a 10 day but i guess that could be seen as more like like a lead into it yeah, and 10 Days is the most EP feeling, I feel like, out of all of Chance's li- uh, library. It's the one that feels yeah. like an EP. And to me, by the time I got to Big Day, it just felt like a... It's a weird debut album kind of rollout. Yeah, around. because he's already well-known. He's already run- won a Grammy, you yeah, know? Yeah, so I get that. So it's kind of like he's been around, but so but if I hadn't heard Chance before, I would have thought, oh, that's yeah. an odd first album. But to me, it was like the third album. So maybe that's why I feel like I didn't hate it. And some people had higher expectations to how Chance was supposed to sound on his debut. But really, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I think it was I just like, 
Meltzer's expectations, because I was never a huge fan of Chance, you know. Because, I mean, like, I I both like Acid Rap and Coloring Book, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was never, like, a huge fan where it's like, wow, I feel like putting on Acid Rap right now. Like, I was never that kind of person, you know. So I was kind of, I wasn't, I was never that invested in him. Right. But then it's like, oh, the big day, okay, might as well check it out. And that's like, yeah. But, um. I'm going to move on because we'll be here forever tonight. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, oh, you go ahead. Say. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one, I only listened to it once because I feel like it's an album that I need to go back through some more and digest. Um, and I just didn't have, didn't have a chance for it because, you know, I was finishing up a bunch of final projects and everything for school. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. I haven't heard that yet. I was gonna ask you if you. It's it's to really it. good. Yeah. I, it, 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 I haven't it, really. I, I think it takes some inspiration from free jazz, like especially in the uh, in the drumming. Yeah. And as always, she's a great lyricist. You know. Mm-hmm. I haven't really yeah. dove into her since I did hear her album that she put out. What like ten years ago was her last album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Idler Wheel. I heard that was that, really good, and that's the only one I've heard since. And I. Me too. Yeah. And I don't know if my music changed, um, like my musical aspects have changed since. So I wonder how I like it now, because I don't know if I have this. Oh, is she just another? Does she make Karen music? If you know what I mean? No, no, <laughs> you no. Know, I was like, like Fiona Apple is like one of the most respected artists. Yeah, I don't um, love her. So I was yeah. just like, and I liked what I heard then, but I think I was just kind of like going through it. And then I, it was announced she was making her first album in years, and I was like, I remember her. But I don't yeah. know if I've changed, so I'm... No, you, you definitely need to go back and re-listen to that album because that one is great. You like it? Okay. I keep hearing it's a, yeah. almost like what I just called Dua Lipa's album. Like, it's a pop masterpiece from what I've heard. Uh, I don't know if I call her pop, what I've heard. Um, but just like singer-songwriter. Okay. Sort of, you know. What else you got? Um, And then the only other one off the top of my head... Well, well, there's After Hours by the Weekend, but that's also another album where I want to revisit it some more because I really liked Blinding Lights. And I was only half listening when I did because I was working on something for school at the time. Like, I just put new albums on in the background when I do work and stuff. That song's fantastic. That's on my list also. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then also uh, uh, Misanthropocene by Grimes. I love that album. Grimes. I love Grimes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she's on this list it, it, it's <laughs> really good it, it's kind of like the most realized grimes album i guess right where you know how you listen to an album and you're like okay yeah this is the album the artist has been trying to make for their entire life like that sort of thing mm-hmm. that, that that's what it feels like for me kind of that's good that's really good <laughs> that's yeah a, that's a high, i know i'm curious because i think grimes we have a lot to thank Grimes for the sound of how music has kind of went. I feel yeah. I think she's kind of underrated when people. I don't. I think people forget that Grimes was a big influencer of this decade too. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Um, but of course, you know, public opinion has turned on her. You know, is that overnight? <laughs> is this recent? Because I'm about to bring up uh, something that's recent. If you no, just, heard just the whole just, just the whole thing with dating Elon and everything, because she was like really socialist and that's like okay i'm dating one of the richest men in the world you know yeah bruh it's like oh okay 
Bro, did you see what they named their kid? Yes. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> that is the most Apparently, people are saying shit. it's pronounced like Ash or it's, Ashley or something like that. It's okay. So I'll read you this right here. Elon Musk and Singer Grimes have confirmed they have named their baby XAEA12. The SpaceX CEO announced the birth of their son on Monday. Mom and, ba- Mom and baby, all good, he said on Twitter. He posted that the child would be called XAEA12. And she has a reason. She put it on Twitter what it all means. Like what each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like something that's like, okay, this is for Archangel, which is my favorite song I did. Something like that. Then it's like like the A12 is our favorite spacecraft. Yeah. Or uh, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you got to set this kid up. Why, why are you doing this? Like, some yeah. people maybe aren't meant to reproduce. <laughs> I was like, maybe you no. should just make Teslas, you know, and just... Maybe. You know, I don't know. Make your name... I, 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 I'm not here to police, like, who can and can't have kids. I know. I just know I don't up. want kids because <laughs> that seems like too much work. That's a straight-up thing family guy would tease, like, later on in the future. Like, if they start name, Maybe he's trying to start a new brand of names, but that, why are you going to call your kid that? X, X, they're gonna get bullied. Come down uh, and don't let me use your full name. X A E B B eight fourteen. I was like, wow, you, why'd you name your kid that? <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, you could do that. <laughs> you could do that. It almost kind of shows how almost disconnected I feel like they kind of are. Yeah, there's definitely a huge disconnect. Yeah. With, like, celebrities and shit like that. (laughs) But what other albums you got for me, man? That's about it, really. Um, There's some albums that I really like, but ended up falling off for me. Right. Um, Like the new Miramasa one that kind of fell off outside of a few songs. Um about it I, I have a list on my computer somewhere of everything i listened to this year um I got oh um the chats yeah australian punk band had a really good album oh i gotta keep that in mind the chats yeah yeah the chats i'll definitely write that down is it how it's spelled how it sounds yeah 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 right. like us uh, so we're chatting right now okay cool but uh no, I have some, just to name some of my favorite ones. I don't really have, I've listened to more, but probably I didn't like them, like them enough to like mention them, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, I enjoyed the Circles album, the Mac Miller album. Okay. I have a yeah. whole review that I still want to do that I have written down because my mind was racing and I even feel like I wasn't in the greatest place to literally hear that album. <laughs> yeah. It came out, it was like, oh, this was too much. It got me right there. But I think he has definitely one of the best songs of his career on that album. With uh, I, I still have to listen to today. it, or just Mac in general. I, I listened to um, Swimming and wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, I like what like, he was, it was all right, but... It sounded like he was trying to do this trilogy of things, and I really wish it kind of came to uh, Fluorescent, you know? Yeah, I, I, I know that Swimming and Circles are supposed to be, like, joint albums, like they're connect, you know, exactly. you know like Swimming in Circles, that thing. And there's rumor that the third part would have been him more rapping and shit. And that would have been like yeah. the, the Trinity there. So I don't know if they're still going to try to do something close to that or what. But uh, I, I think if it's like completed enough, then I feel like it's complete. They might. Circles, though. But, uh, circles you know, like his parents are like 
yeah, he wouldn't want this out if it's not ready sort of thing, you know? Like, they would want it to fit his artistic vision as best as they could. Yeah. It's just something that's really raw about that album, because this was clearly a man that I felt like he knew this was going to happen. You know, he was kind of preparing yeah. for it. So it's something raw and untapped where he's not constrained and he could just let it all out and say what he needs to say and just mm-hmm. it's honest you know and i kind of hate it it's so raw that it's like how are you so okay with death man like how are you so yeah just fine with it you know so i, I love circles i hope i get to talk about it more um yeah mentioned dua lipa mentioned uh after hours because i also feel like after hours is a good balance of the weekend trying to have his cake and eat it too with uh yeah uh, with fucking just his old stuff and his new stuff and he's combining it in one definitely right (laughs) here but i i liked it i see i like what he's going for i like the i like that he's rocking the suit and he's just he's just owning it out there in life going like full 80s with it yeah and he's owning this with the videos and everything like the weekend roll out Uh, it makes me disappointed in beaver more (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I, I was never a fan of the weekend um, like even uh, House of Balloons, which everyone loves, I wasn't crazy about, you know. But like right. after hours, it's like, all right, yeah, this is really good. I need to listen again. Right? Nah, you should give it a try. Just a little spin. You might like it. Might not. I think you like the popular hits because it's definitely yeah. trying to have House of Balloons and that shit too, and going back right. into his darker ways. But uh, yeah, uh, I like the Don Tolliver album, just Heaven or Hell. I just. It is what it is. <laughs> I, it yeah. It. Uh, um, Royce the Five Nine. I like the Allegory album. Okay. I enjoyed that. Uh, I like the All Time Low. <laughs> I like the Wake Up Sunshine. I know that's okay. Uh, that's a genre. <laughs> you're gonna hear some. You're gonna hear a lot of some shit like that. Maybe oh, on yeah. this list. But uh, that album is fantastic. I love Wake Up Sunshine. I love the new All Time Low album. Um, so I'm really curious to see where that ends up at the end of the year because it's up there. It's it's a good contender. Um, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the Trivium album that just came out like a week ago, maybe or so. I really like that so I've far. Listened. I dig it. Uh, Boston Manor came out with an album. I feel like really maybe last week too, or this last weekend that just passed recently, yeah. very recently. I don't know if you heard of Boston Manor. I I have not now. But there, if you like. Lincoln Park and shit like that. It's not totally like that, but it almost feels like Law Dispute and Lincoln Park made a baby. Okay. Sort of. And created Boston Manor, but it gave it a fresh sound, and it's them. Yeah. And their new album, Glue, is really good. One of my favorites. Um, I like The Strokes' new album. I like the new Oh, album. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I gotta re-listen some more, though. Me too. But right now, it's enough where I, it, had, it left a great impression on me. The Strokes one. Yeah. And I think the last one that I've heard that's worth mentioning is Tame Impala. I like the Slow Rush. I haven't listened to it. Um, I know my friends had a listening party for it when it released, but I'd work that day or something, so I didn't make it in. I just never got around to it. Man, I would have loved to go. This is why I would love to meet your friend. I don't have that here. <laughs> yeah. I have it with like rap and maybe rock, but... Yeah, I, I don't have it. I, I can't talk about Tame Impala. I could have it on when we're like kicking back or whatever. And they'll be like, "Oh, it is strong," and I'm like, "Tame Impala, oh. bro." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, man," but this song though, you know, I always. Uh, that's why I like you guys here. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. with you all. <laughs> but no, uh, it's no currents. I like currents a lot more. 
Yeah, Kerns was good. I remember that. But Slow Rush is good. Slow Rush is yeah. It's a good follow up. It sounds like they're just doubling down on everything that they did on Currents here. Okay. Okay. But yeah, let's jump into it, bro. Let's get into this. Okay. We got a ten years. I've changed. Ten years. And I think I tried to. I I changed. Personal too, especially near the end of the list, because this is definitely not going to be everybody's like top twenty. Maybe let alone top yeah. thirty, but and it, the same day it was music that I liked. That uh, while I was discovering music, that was the first thing that led me into listening to this, or just songs that I just sung around with friends. And that album will eventually grow on you, even though it's not the best album in the world. Yeah, yeah, list. one of those things where you're associating associating it more to the memories you have with it exactly. than its content. And that's what your decade, I feel like, should be to you. Yeah. So with that being said, Hollywood and Dead, <laughs> Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Someone got real pissed and just left right now. Don't you fuck oh no. But I love uh, Insane Clown Posse. I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Um, I'm trying to figure from... out where to. I- I'm just going to name albums willy nilly. Except for the top 20. Because, yeah. And if you have um, one, maybe, to, and I like that we're just doing this off the, <laughs> off the bat right yeah. here. If you have one that I have, and if I have any commentary or anything to say to it, I'll mention that I have it too, just to save time. If it's not yes. in my top, uh, if it's not in my top that I really want to talk about. I don't, I don't know. If, well, we might share a few of the uh, top 10s. All right. Yeah. When um, we get to the top, we'll be able to. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so one that I want to say is the Magic Whip by Blur. Um, you know, uh, Blur's first album. It was Blur's first album in about ten years. You know, no, uh, twelve years. And it was their uh, was it like first one in sixteen years with the full band mm-hmm. because uh, their guitarist Graham, Co- Graham Coxon left uh, after recording just like one song for uh their 2003 release and uh part of that why i like it so much besides it being good um was that it's not like a uh band where they get together after how many years and they're like hey let's try and recreate that old sound again you know it's like okay let's just push forward with the sound you know exactly um and then also i got to see them live in uh la for my uh it wasn't four my 17th birthday but it was like around that time period um so it was a very fun trip that i got to take to go see them okay for sure that's really good um yeah blur's a good pick i won't lie blur with me stayed with like that two or three songs <laughs> i need yeah. to dive into the blur that's good to know i'm gonna definitely give it a listen to yeah yeah blur is really good but yeah what's up what else you got for me um, um, Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit. Ooh, I, forgot. I don't even think I have that. Good pick. It, it is amazing. It might not be on my Because I, I feel like there's a lot of artists that can't pull off, um, you know, a double album and have it be where, like, every song is great, you know. And I would say that there's only one on that album that, I didn't like, but besides that, it's still phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. or like all the rapping, all the production is on point. 
Um. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. I really like that album. <laughs> yeah. I want it, and I think about it. It's not on my list, probably because I wouldn't have had it. But it's, I, it's his best album. Yeah. I, no. For I've sure. I've only heard like two or three, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That was like 2017, right? 2018. Uh, 20, 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um. What else? Uh. Charlie, we already talked about that. Um, what else? Um, I really liked um, Hot Sauce Committee, Committee Part 2 by uh, Beastie Boys. That was in 2011 or yeah. so. And, and again, it's one of those things where it's like they're still pushing forward, you know. Uh-huh. But, but it's not like they took a huge break, you know, because I want to say that they had a uh, Two to five boroughs in like 2004 or something. And then they had, I forgot the album after that was in 2007. So there's only like a four year break between albums, you know, but still like, all right, yeah, they still got it, you know, that no. thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're just having fun with it, you know. And then, oh, you know, cool. having like that Nas feature on it, you know. And those are the best. Type uh, of Santa music. Gold. Those are the best type of music too when they're coming back and just having fun with it. It's not like a. Uh, for whatever net gain they can get, it's just doing it for the love of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with um. It doesn't feel so factory produced, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Same with uh. Hands on it. Uh, Tribe's last album. Uh, we got from here. Thank you for your service. Exactly. Yeah, but where, like, I would probably say that's their best album too. Right. Is it on your decade list. Yeah. 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 It, it didn't make the top 20, early? but like it's like top 30, probably. Okay, is it too early to talk about it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't have much about it. It's about definitely it. on I don't my know. top. Just talk about whatever <laughs> I have it too. It's not on my top either, but it's yeah. definitely one of the good ones. Actually, yeah. It is on my top. <laughs> I'll talk about <laughs> which one it is now. Mine is going to be a mess, yeah. man. I didn't even order. I have it written down on paper, the order of it, but on my laptop, like the commentary I might have for it, it's all over the place. So <laughs> I'll make Yeah, it. I, I did not write down any commentary except for my number one pick because I got the album club I'm in to talk about it, and I wrote 14 pages on it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not gonna go through all of that. Though. I'm okay, probably just yeah, gonna I, summarize I, it. I'm gonna try to summarize some of my shit too, because I'm just like, just let me read <laughs> for some of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What else you got? What do you wanna? Let's see. Oh, hold on. Oh, it's okay. It totally turned out. Whoa. Um, what we do in the shadows in 15 minutes? If you wanna watch it, if not, it'll be on tomorrow. I'm busy. Okay. Hey, that's a that great, was my mommy. Tech, I like that show. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it sounds really good. Mike talks about it a lot. I know Taika Waititi's behind it, and I like the sound. Yeah, yeah. Show. I want to watch it. How do you feel about him yeah. being Star Wars, briefly? Um, for me, I don't care really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's gonna be good because he is a great director. Yeah. Um, but I never cared for Star Wars for like the story elements. It's like, oh, cool. It looks pretty, and that's all I cared about it oh, for, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're gonna love Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll like that shit. But uh, no, yeah, Tyke is a good fresh voice that I think they can use. So that's we talked about mm-hmm. the last show. Yeah, okay. tune into that if you want to know more. But uh, what else you got? Um, I also have uh, what is it? Pop two by Charlie. Uh, same thing with 
you know, Charlie. Um, let's see, Black Star was really good by David Bowie. Yes, I like Black Star. Uh, well, it's uh, Life of Pablo, that's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor from uh, Tyler, I really like that one. Okay. Uh, same, same Flower Boy, uh, Melodrama by Lord, uh, Mass Seduction yes. by uh, St. Vincent, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, ones I can, like, briefly talk about real quick, you know, because I didn't uh, write anything down again. You wanna um, what you Saturation find... 2, that's on there. Oh, Saturation 2, beautiful. If you want to look for yeah. uh, one that you want to talk about more, just two. Yeah, just two. <laughs> I won't lie. I, 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 I don't know because I liked the saturation trilogy when it first came out a lot. Yeah, but like I put it already. I listened to it. I'm like, oh, it sounds like 2017. You know. I feel you. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I haven't listened to one, maybe only one since like yeah, maybe 2017. Yeah, so... but. I don't know. I, I also don't care for the direction they're going and if they're going to continue the sound that they had on Ginger. I didn't like it. I think they needed Ginger. It's not as good. I mean, it's definitely not as good, but I think as a band and their story, I think Ginger was a good change of pace. Like, it doesn't always need to be I mean, hyped. I guess, but and personally, the, like, I wouldn't care, too. really. Like, I'd rather have the music sound good, you know? Right. I and, you have, and you have people out here saying like, oh man, Sugar's the best song they made or something like that, you know? Or like yeah. one of the best, but like I think it is easily one of their worst songs. It's like, hey, let's try and re- recreate Bleach, you know, but make it worse. That's what it was. But bruh, Dearly Departed? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't care, okay? Because like the, the verses no. don't have anything to do with each other. You have Joba doing whatever fuck he's doing i don't care for him anymore really yeah i don't like the direction he's taken where it's like that kind of watsky kind of rapping you know mm-hmm. um where it just feels like he's he's like i'm going to be the joker you know um no halo no 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 boy bye was the best on the album yeah. uh but going back to dearly departed i didn't like uh I didn't like Dom's verse. It felt like way too shaky, too yeah. rickety, whatever. To me it was a different Brockhampton album that still to me was Brockhampton just and it was a sound I mean yeah, it's, like, it's definitely like Brockhampton. You know, I just think it's a different it, it separated itself because it's a different trilogy too. So I don't want it yeah. to all sound like saturation one through three which one through three it has a definite sound of what yeah three is you know you could tell the era so i don't know i don't know what the next one's gonna sound like or if they can all combine it but i think they purposely it just might not be the you don't care about it's not that you don't care about brockhampton anymore it's just that one wasn't the one yeah it it, it, it feels like or it it kind of felt like they were milking the whole we're sad thing for another album which i think they did better on iridescence oh yeah that's fair <laughs> with like fair. B- because it's like okay yeah these are like they really layered you know sonic palettes in the production mm-hmm. for uh iridescence you know where it's like all right we're just gonna go like for like you know <laughs> right 
Um, but yeah, then like, I can't think of a song off the back half of Ginger that I like. I know that big boy, I hate that great. one. Thank you. She's got the, uh, Mike is being a great yeah, producer. <laughs> Refill the beer. Thank you, bro. Yeah, you have uh, you have uh, Big Boy, which I cannot stand the the chorus for. Um, what else? I, I don't like Joba's flow at all. For I think it's Love Me for Life. Mm -hmm. It's a no. The the back half isn't as good, dude. <laughs> I'm, it's a great start and maybe like the last four I remember maybe the last four some, the something like that I can't remember um, it definitely pops in the beginning maybe a little over it enough that it's a decent album for me at least it's solid yeah I, I don't know I, I made a rate your music the other day and I want to say I gave it like a 5 out of 10 <laughs> um but yeah, I, I still saw them when they came by, though, back in October or November. I forget when. Um, oh, that look, yeah, it looked lit. <laughs> I saw I, their last honestly, I, I mostly went for Slow Tie. Because uh, that was also one of my favorite albums from the last decade. His uh, album, uh, Nothing Great About Britain. Mm -hmm. I, I have that right there saved. That's just one of the albums of 2019 that I just didn't get to. Yeah, yeah. And it's been on a lot of people's best, and I was like, I'll get to it. Yeah, I already did my best ofs, but uh, for 2019, but I'll listen to it. Yeah, I think Dave. Yeah, uh, Britain had a great rap year, cause that's my thing about 2019. I felt like 2019 was a good year for the underground, more so. Yeah, for people that are rising up, cause a lot of the mainstream I feel like are coming out this year, or at least we're scheduled yeah. to come out this year. So, I, like, I like yeah. Sims. I like Dave. Yeah, uh, even though she's in my top 20, yeah, Little Sims uh, Gray Area mm -hmm. was one of my favorites from last year. Because it's like one of those things where it's like no filler at all. None, none. Yeah, none. and none uh, I've been a fan of her since 2017 when I saw her with Gorillaz. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, her, her album Stillness of Wonderland is also up there for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, oh wait, no. Yeah, uh, Saturation wanna... three is on here. Yeah. Okay. Saturation three made it to top hundred. If you want to look through more of your list, and if there's anything you want to talk more about, you can think about it while I say some of the ones that I have. Just yeah, totally. Uh, all right. So, and I'll give you time to look at or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for me, just the ones that I just have no no intact order because I didn't really do a top hundred. Maybe I'll put these all together afterwards. I have like my yeah. 50 something though, but I spent I, like all of December working on figuring out, out like the right order for everything, <laughs> relisting to all of the albums that I wanted to, you know, it's right. like, all right, is this better than this? You know, <laughs> but people out there and thank you for listening too. but, uh, I got behemoth. The Satanist. <laughs> That's how I began my fucking list. <laughs> I, my list is everywhere, so I was like, I'm looking at yeah. some of the ones. But that's how I begin this Satan, man. But uh, Behemoth's album, The Satanist, uh, I feel like it's so good that they sold their soul to the devil, pretty much. <laughs> and made this shit. Um, La Dispute, their album Wildlife, and I felt like it brought what they, what they usually did, the whole La Dispute formula, to new heights. That's what okay. really... Lifted it there. 
if you have anything to say about any of these, just let me know. Yeah, no, I, I haven't listened to any of the ones yeah. you named so far. All right, but uh, Nels, that's a one of those hard rock. Man, I'm in the area. I'm in the weird area right now. I just my whole genres are gonna be all over, bro. But uh, yeah, Nels. Nah, I haven't I haven't been listening to much hard rock or anything recently. Me either. This is not even a lot recently. These are just albums I remember. <laughs> but Nels, Unsilent Death. That's a really good album. Uh, a band that has always stuck with me, and I never really like dwelled into black metal a lot. But when I did, I listened to this uh, band called Heyo, I believe, or Hack. But it's H A Q Q, and I need to H-A-Q-Q. listen to them more. But I don't, cause I don't really listen to black metal. But to me, yeah. it stands out for the year. It's like one of the most grandest and most exciting, at least to me, when it comes to black metal uh, albums yeah. that I've ever heard. I don't think I'll really dive into it much, but I do like what that band did. Uh, there's this band called Melt Banana, <laughs> and they're from Japan. Okay. And they have an album called Fetch, which is uh, it's full of punk rock and noise and have this like mind-blowing, blistering noises that they make. So they're worth – I think you'll like them if you want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caro Caro Bonito Generation album that that was a good album yeah it wasn't in my top 100 but yeah I, I remember liking that one so i do like that one uh mouth words by neil sierra sierra whatever that his name is uh that was a really clever album <laughs> i enjoyed that <laughs> uh purity rings shrines album and i felt like that purity ring album had like clever songwriting and a consistency kept me hooked so yeah, that. not, 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 that's a big part of it where, um, you know, there's a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of meaning behind it, you know, but also mm-hmm. it needs to sound good, you know, <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I feel like that should come first most of the time. How do you feel about and this is going off kind of what I said, but I have a friend who he he and he's just like he, he sticks with this one music and I think he needs to dive away from that because I think it will help him not be so sad if he's only listening to this one group you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. gonna help you but he also listens but that's mostly what he listens to and yeah. i just think he likes rock music but he sp- sticks with that specific type of rock music and that specific artist it's hollywood undead i'll tell it what it is <laughs> this is yeah. shit all over but and it's not even that great <laughs> i like i yeah. like hollywood and Grenade. i i i loved hollywood undead at one point i don't Disown. Yeah, but also you know that there's better things out yeah, there. Yeah, I grew up. <laughs> I outgrew them. I felt like that's how I felt. I'm not upset with my parents anymore. And yeah. maybe in it's, but I'm not like Josh. I feel like Josh sometimes. <laughs> Josh might be listening to this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You'll diss Hollywood and Dead and not act like he used to be into them. I'm like, bro, you like them <laughs> at one yeah. point. It, 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 it's weird. I don't I think them. there's any bands that I. uh that like I used to listen to that I don't listen to anymore. You don't think there's any? Oh, there's no, because I mean, like the first band I ever got into was Gorillas, and okay. they're like still my favorite. You know. You never dived in metalcore, huh? No. Okay, that's why. <laughs> A lot of this shit has done. <laughs> I don't relate to old. Uh, I like Ask Alexandria or maybe like Folly Reverse, but I don't relate to the old shit unless I'm in a vibe. <laughs> and it's a nostalgia yeah. type of vibe, you know. I, I'm just not that like angry anymore. But I think there's yeah. some masterpieces that came from that era, and I have even some of them on there. 
on here, but also I think those are the ones that have also evolved as a band. Not saying that some Ask Alexandria hasn't. Note, I left out Falling Reverse. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of it in that world, I'm just off the top of my bat, just hasn't, like, I'm not as angry. I, I don't relate anymore. Like, Sleeping With Sirens, I don't relate to anymore. <laughs> I yeah. like their first two albums, but I don't. I grew up, <laughs> you know. And there's some I could look back really fondly and still listen to, like Yellow Card or something, maybe. But that's. I felt like there's there's a difference between them for some reason. But Hollow and Dead definitely was the answer. But he likes Hollow and Dead. And my re- original thing I was gonna ask you was, uh, I, I don't agree with it either, and I just think it's kind of a cop out answer that the whole thing where if you'll play uh, a rap song. And, oh, I did it with Halsey, and it was without me. And he said he doesn't like that song, right? But he likes the lyrics. <laughs> it's pretty much the I like the lyrics, not the song cop out. Because when a band did a cover of Without Me, it was suddenly a good song. And I was like, yeah. you just don't like... <laughs> Didn't you like the Halsey version? Because the Halsey version's better. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. But um, that's some cop-out shit. I mean, me. I mean, like, there's people that love, uh, like, 100 Gex, you know? Yeah. Where, like, I can't get into them as much as I would like to because I don't like what they do with their vocals, you know? But, like, production-wise, they're great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I could but see you like liking a song. cover version more than the original, you know, because of, like, how they would, like you know, change how they deliver the lyrics and melody, you know, all that stuff. I get you. Uh, let's use highlights. Yeah. That might be a better example. Let's use, I put headlights on randomly. I put the Eminem song headlights on and then he listened to it. He's like, like I said, I like the lyrics, but I don't like the song. And I was just like, what? <laughs> but is it liking the lyrics? Kind of like, liking feel- the song. You're not saying anything. Uh, about the kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just saying, oh, yeah. I just don't like this. Yeah, but the lyrics are good. I'm like, that's the what? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like you'd have more of a like a stand on if you would say what you didn't like about the song musically, you know, than just saying I don't like the song by like the lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. But let me move on with this list before <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to know the list. Um, bec- I like the Modern Baseballs Holy Ghost album. I can't get into them. I can't get into uh, modern really baseball. Hard That's the only one I like from modern baseball. Okay. Most part. I think there's one more. It might be on my list. It's hard to get into, though. I think it's a little too much. Yeah. I dated a girl that loved bands like that, like modern baseball, yeah. uh, the front bottoms, bands like that. And it's just like, there's so much better yeah, music out there. The <laughs> I never got with the front bottoms. I respected it, I guess, but I never really. Uh, I don't even respect bottoms. it. <laughs> Uh, what else I got? I got Walk the Moon, uh, and I believe it was a self-titled album. I don't think I have the title on here because my shit okay. is everywhere, but let me make sure. But it is definitely the one that has Shut Up and Dance, but it's way more yeah, than that, just – was it self-titled? That, I do have it right. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it real fast. I, I, I think so. I'm looking for Talking is Hard. Talking is Hard? Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's from uh, 2014. Yeah, that album's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, 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 they, they played at our work that one time. Remember? That's right. No, yeah. they were there. They threw a good show. Yeah, no, they did a great show. I just don't like their music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had fun, but uh, "Shut Up and Dance" is not the only song in this album. People, 
<laughs> the yeah. songs are vivid. There's also uh, Shut Up and Dance on the Expanded Edition. <laughs> yeah. And I could, like, I could dream in color with this album, man. But uh, mm-hmm. I got Home Yeah, there's also Shut Up and Dance live at Sirius XM. <laughs> All the different versions. God damn, yeah. I'm so sick of that song. Because it's a good album. It's what made me... Honestly, they're kind of what pushed me to listen to more albums. Because I wanted more music that wasn't on my iPod already. Yeah. And I wanted to... I think I dissed Macklemore or something. I was like, I don't hear that album by him and macklemore's album was really good shouldn't have won over kendrick don't get me wrong but uh no, forget that. that but it was a good album and i found out he was more than thrift shop guy and it made me want to start listening to other artists that may be a mainstream name doesn't mean they have yeah like, shitty music all the time but, but, but i remember when uh that's what that's one you know like the heist came out and everything people were like oh yeah macklemore he's like a real rap you know he's not like one of those thugs, you know, where they mean black people. He's like, yeah. he's white. He's a good rapper, you know, like that sort of yeah. thing, you know. But they're saying that's like, yeah, that was like the best rap album last year, you know, when you also had, um, was it? Yeah, yeah, Good Kid, Mad City, you know. Um, if, if we're going by like Grammy year, you also had. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Wait, no, they, you, you, you had Jesus that, that same year, I think. Oh yeah. Or, or like or like around the same time. It was like within Macklemore a year. One. <laughs> yeah. I won't lie. I would take Macklemore uh, over Yeezus. But, uh, no, dude, Yeezus is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Life of Pablo is better. Uh, <laughs> Home no. of the Strange. <laughs> I got Home of the Strange by Young the Giant. And okay. I, uh, that was what got me into Young the Giant. I really like it. Uh, I really like them. And I feel like this stands as a tidal wave above all the others, you know, to this day. Uh, the Physical World from Death From Above, 1979. Love that one. Okay. I got Pure, uh, pure Heroin, Lord. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that, that was a huge influence in pop music. Definitely. No, big time. That, that and Born to Die were really influential. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I mm-hmm. adored Lord. <laughs> I adored Lord. Yeah. I wish I heard from her more, man. But I kind of like that she's a entity, kind of. Like yeah. An ocean. <laughs> uh, I got Danger Days, My Chemical Romance, and you know, for my Kim, just to tell on that a little, it was considered kind of an unnatural move, but I think it was a move that they really succeeded in, at least this decade. Yeah. It was a move that was fireworks. You know, everything hit. Right. Uh, right. Courtney Barnett. Yeah. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just yeah. That, that that that's on mine too. Uh, I discovered her when she opened for uh, Blur when I saw them, and she was really good. Nice. No, I discovered her maybe some years back, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah so, so it was back in 2015, so around the time the album came out. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta listen to that Blur album. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's passing Dalt commentary. Uh, but it's passing thought commentary that should not be this interesting and actually make me feel like I'm sitting down watching her right in front of me, just a band playing, you know, in like a garage. Yeah. It's not the album you pull out of, like, pull out specifics of why it works. You just stand and sit or yeah. walk out to some brilliance, you know? Right. So I enjoyed that. You sit and think. No, not at all. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> just lose your fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, Weezer, the White Album. I feel like it's this, uh, this world classic moments made on that one. Maybe I just don't like Weezer. But again, that's the only album by them I listen to. Because my friend's like, oh yeah, listen to the White Album. You'll love it. I'm like, wow. I don't like this. <laughs> I get it. Uh, it might be the Weezer yeah. thing. Because I remember, did you work the Weezer show when we had to work it? I swear you were there. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I, I didn't like it. The worst fun. part is when they did Africa and Take On Me. The, 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 that was the worst part. <laughs> that song was everywhere, though. God damn. I remember was, I looked at uh, you smiling and you just had your back turned. <laughs> I was yeah. enjoying myself. I was like, dude, this is fun. I'm going to lose my job today. Um, yeah. But I have the White Album and I have their 2013 one. I, did, I forgot the title of it. I didn't write it down. I'm not even uh, sure if it's really on this list. To be honest, I, that's why I probably didn't look for it because I remember I was like, should I add it? Should I not? But I really do feel like that is an underrated album. In the general, 2013 rather, one, uh, everything will be all right in the end. Yeah, that one. Yeah, where he's like he made up with his dad. Right, let's go back, back to the shack. Had that on there. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it's just underrated a bit in the Weezer library. I don't know if it's technically on here, or I just wanted to point out that it's underrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underrated Weezer albums of the decade. So give it a listen to, guys. Uh, car seat headrest, teens of denial. I still have to listen to them. Um, I'm against furries, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like that was one of the defining rock and indie albums in the last 10 years. Yeah. One of the defining. I, I don't know if you agree with that, but. I mean, like, I haven't listened to it. I listened to a few songs off of, um, what was it? Teens of Denial, I think. And I was just like, oh, this guy sounds like the strokes you know like i'd rather just listen to the strokes then i, I get you it's yeah like but i don't know because i was also back in like 2016 and my tastes have developed since then so i might like it now i don't know they just came out with a new album too you should give me i know and i i hear it's very mediocre <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't care i don't think it's great yeah. uh maybe it's a little more than mediocre to me because i like really i really like them but yeah. I get why someone would feel that way. It sounds like that's a fan thing, and I can see. I think they might be longer yeah. fans than I am, so I'll give it but to I, them. I, I, I understand still loving an album that everyone else says is mediocre. <laughs> that was me with uh, Humans by Gorillaz. <laughs> yeah. I still I love that album. I like that's it. easily like top 15 of the decade. And I'm going to add that right now because... It's on this list too, Gorillas, Humans. It didn't make the, yeah. the big one, but it's it's on here. I enjoyed Humans. Yeah. I Gorillas. Uh, I enjoyed Slipknot. People shit on it too much. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good album. It's a good art yeah. Gorillas album. And yeah. I honestly thought the one that they came out with, what was it, Now Now, This Is Now? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Now Now. now. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was too safe. So, yeah, yeah. No, same for me. It's one of those things where they're my favorite band. So, yeah, of course. I still like it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, that's still in my, like my top 100 of the decade. But I think people really overrate it, you know. Because to me, a lot of the songs feel kind of like filler, you know. But I mean, like, you also have great songs on there, like Fireflies and Sukai, you know. Right. Um, Trans, that one's really good. But it's like, 
it, it was trying to make a more polished version of the fall kind of where it was like made you know on the road pretty much mm-hmm. um but they're like okay well we still have you know all of these other shows we have to do for you know the summer festival circuit so it lets us you know um work on these ideas a bit more and just release it you know exactly i, I mean like i'm glad we got it you know but i i I think gorillas are at their best when they have their collaborations, you know. How do you feel about the new songs then? The Song Machine series. Okay, so I love humans, but I usually think that once this project is said and done, this is going to be one of their best projects. Me too. Just because. I'm singing to, to, but uh, yeah. I stopped listening to the sing songs now, but uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I I just like that each song has their own vibe, you know, where he's not constricted to making everything fit inside an album, you know. Exactly. And what I get from these songs is that, you know, it's like the characters are making the music, you know, mm-hmm. instead of it's like, okay, it's Damon and Friends, you know, which I felt was missing with, uh, you know, with the fall through the now now. It's like, okay, I know Damon is behind this, you know. No, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to see 2D and noodles and all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got but, a but yeah, I, I mean, the, the song with uh, Peter Hook uh, on bass, Aries, is great. I haven't heard that one that yet. And Desol- it's great, yeah. Yeah, that and Desolate are two of the best songs, I think, like, easily both, like, top 20. How many do they have it all now? I feel like there's like five, honestly. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, they, uh, they have four. They just released one yeah. on Saturday because Tony Allen, who uh, Damon was close with, passed. Uh-huh. So they're like, okay, we're going to move this up, you know? Right. Because to me, yeah. I have like a two single rule when it comes to albums. I don't know if this is all going to be yeah. on a. It, 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 it's all going to be released as singles. Okay, so it's not like it's leading to an album. It's like, yeah, this is a project where it's like, okay, that makes me want we're gonna to focus on the animation, everything, you know. All right, that makes me want to listen to it now because I was like, I don't like yeah. when people just throw out their whole album. I'm two singles, yeah, maybe three, it, it, maybe three, but I'm usually two, and I'm yeah, three, you know, yeah, no, I mean, like, there's not gonna be an album if they do. It's just gonna be okay. We're gonna compile all of these singles to an album to, you know sell on a record or a cd or something you know exactly uh but yeah it's not like you're gonna be spoiled by some like big picture sort of thing by listening to the singles you know (laughs) but i'm definitely gonna write down these albums that we have on something so you guys can look back at our choices and get some music in your guys's culture life uh put some more culture in your guys's life from us (laughs) because <laughs> this is the only list that matters people this is the only yeah. decade list not rolling just, stones. A, just a couple of dudes in their 20s fuck yeah regular dudes not rolling stones that were paid off or whatever yeah just a couple just your ebony and ivory crew of people here to give you some music <laughs> taste <laughs> but um i got i'm ebony <laughs> yes you are turn red as shit yeah. over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh I got Slipknot. We are not your kind. I feel like that went hard. Maybe their best album. I don't know if I'm still on a high from 2019, but that was a really great rock album, man. But and yeah. maybe it's weird putting 2019 albums on this list because you're not sure. But I like yeah. it enough where I think it is gonna have that 
reach. So yeah, it's definitely on my best of the decade. I think it's Slipknot's best album in years. Yeah. Maybe their best album in their discography. Maybe I'm praising that album too much. But I Maybe, love, yeah, I don't know. love the twenty nineteen Slipknot album. Uh Royal Blood. Their self titled album, Royal Blood. And they're a two okay. band. They always catch my attention. I think they have great drum work and rifting uh rifting bases that stand out. Uh, I got Florence in the Machine. Uh, I, I like how lazy I am. I told you these words are, these are everywhere, but it's like how big, how wonderful, how... Yeah, yeah, uh, how big, how blue, how beautiful. I love you. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. Beautiful. Uh, I know, I I know the pop acts that you mentioned, <laughs> even though she's more like indie. Yeah, she's definitely... I, and I think people... Uh, I love Florence in the Machine. I, they're not my... Uh, go-to for everything that's like that was my first florence and machine album still one of yeah. my favorite florence and machine albums i think i go back to it a lot mostly when i do think of florence and machine and listen to florence and machine but i enjoy it it's that little piece that i like i i do like my music a little more different than florence and the machine every time but that is my go-to <laughs> for florence yeah and machine. uh spanish love songs uh they're pretty much they're that emo shit. <laughs> Have you heard of a band called The Wonder Years? I I've heard of them. Never. It's really listened to whiny. Them. It's just all whiny to me. But <laughs> I oh love hell that yeah! Shit sometimes <laughs> my favorite. I love their Schmaltz album, and the lead singer sounds, and it's just the lead singer. What puts him a little bit over the Wonder Years guy is that the lead singer always sounds on the on the brink of a meltdown <laughs> when he sings. Yeah. While he melts downs with these breakdowns, it just feels like it's a release. For him, and it's like a like I said, it's like a raw Wonder Years, but the lead singer stands out with more to offer. You know what I mean? To the yeah. more to put to the tape, bring to the table there. So Spanish love songs, uh, Facano, uh, with their band, uh, with their album called Temples. Or heard of them? You heard of them? No. Oh, okay, but it's their second album, and I think it's their best. Uh, it has like this hazy guitar atmosphere. And it will stand out. I think it will stand the test of time. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I recommend them for you. Uh, Paramore. <laughs> I do have Paramore on here. I have After Laughter. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to that album. After Laughter, it's great. <laughs> I think uh, I've talked yeah. to you about After Laughter at work. But uh, I love After Laughter. And honestly, it's just that I know people are like, it's not Paramore. But it's just an updated, happier Paramore. And you know, pop yeah. can sound. It, I, I know pop can sound scary, but maturity bled through every ounce of their revolution here, and it's okay. still Paramore in a Paramore-like way. So yeah, give it a listen if you. All if right. You to, for even for the Paramore people out there, they're like, even you want to listen to it, it's Paramore. No, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. It's awesome. I'm like um, most people I know have been like really open to After Life for saying like, oh yeah, it's easily their best album or something yeah, like that, I or like up there. <laughs> I always, and it's usually people that are like, I don't like their new sound. I, and I feel like they only heard Hard yeah. Times, which Hard Times to me is a good Paramore song. But yeah, there's still more. There's better songs than Hard Time. Hard Times. Yeah. Um, the band Metric with their album Out of Doubt, Act of Doubt. Uh, I just put irresistible songs throughout. If you're into indie or alternative, I say listen to this. Uh, <laughs> they're, they've been going on for years, and for them to sound – this good deep in their career pretty pretty amazing to me that's insane <laughs> uh saint vincent's self-titled album 
is on my. For me, I I don't know why, but I feel like that's her weakest album. I still oh, yeah? like it though. Motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see. I think you've been yeah. listening to St. Vincent longer than me. <laughs> that's why I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> uh, I haven't been a fan that long. Maybe like beginning of 2018. So for about like two years now, really. I feel like we're around the same boat here. Yeah. Hey, I maybe yeah, beginning of 2018, maybe the end of 20, yeah. uh, 2017. But yeah, I like yeah. that album a lot. Um, I got Beach House with their album Seven. I think that was good. Oh, I I, I still have to listen to them. Yeah. You'll like it, man. Uh, Carly actually, Ray- actually, looking back, I think there's only like two or three songs I don't like on that album. I should really listen to it. I got Carly Rae Jepsen, Emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's that's on my list too. I love that album. Yeah, that album was the head spinning moment that threw me out in orbit, man. Just delightful 80s throwbacks, done well. Yeah. It's a pop gym. Yeah, yeah. I also have, um, what's it called? Dedicated, her run from last year on my list. Ooh, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. I got yeah. Beside Myself by Basement, and that's just good catchy refrains and a perfect mix of that 90s grunge. Uh, I got Gerard Way from... My Kim, my Kim in his solo album, Hesitant Alien. And I felt that that was a tight and cohesive album, despite the chaos, you know. So okay. definitely listen to that. I got The Hunting Party by Linkin Park. And nah, that was like a weird last minute throw in because I've been, I just thought about Chester. <laughs> I was a huge Linkin Park fan. I thought yeah. none of their albums really make it into my decade, but I like The Hunting Party. I think that. That album, and I think Thousand Sons is kind of slept on too, but I enjoyed The Hunting Party a lot more. And I think it was a big return to some rock roots that they had, and it's a pounding moment in time that showed off what everyone can do. And I think it's some of Chester's best stuff in his career, away mm-hmm. from his earlier stuff. You know, the the guitarist even had to reinvent himself to do the music on here and reinvent his playing style for this one. So, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I'll go with that. I got Joanne, the Lady Gaga album. That was really good, yeah. yeah. Um, I have Art Pop in my top 100. That was a great album. Ooh, good one. But, but I mean, for me, it's like Yeezus, but pop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you still like that R. Kelly song from that Art Pop album? <laughs> I, I won't ever forget that. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. I actually kind of like it. it. That's why I was like, fuck, yeah. man. I can't it, it, Kelly anymore. It was a decent song. I don't know. Uh, but I, I can't hear that song anymore to sing. I'm like, nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought on Joanne, I just thought she dropped the glitz and you saw behind the glam for realism here. And I yeah. really like that side of Lady Gaga a lot more. Yeah. So enjoyed that. Uh, I got Infinite Sevenfold's Nightmare album. I got okay. If You're Reading This, It's Too Late by Drake. I, uh, I still have to listen to that. I've only listened to Scorpion, but I didn't mean to go through his discography. Yeah, man. That's a good, that'll be a good time. <laughs> I've been meaning to do yeah. it, too. I want to do leading up to the new one. I've been thinking about it because he's definitely changed. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's for the – I like what he does now, but I think it's just he's on to something that I'm not – it's not bad. I'm just not as into it as old Drake. It, it, uh, to me, like, from what I've heard and everything, it's just that's very safe. 
Yeah. You know, He's a pop where, where it's star, like, l- l- let's turn out the easiest thing I can. Drake you is know. definitely a pop star, though. Yeah, no, he's a pop star. Uh, I got Barter, Barter Six, Young Doug, like I said, and I felt like yeah, yeah, he's to that album that. again. I felt like it aged like wine, and like uh, like I said, didn't like it at first, but it stretches rap beyond its comfort zone, and it's really replayable now. Yeah, I- I'll say that um, Jeffrey was almost in my top hundred. Ooh, I got Malibu, Anderson Pack. Yep, that's online. That's great. Great record. Did you want to say anything about it? Is it your top twenty, or you want to wait till later? No, uh, no, I didn't have anything to say about it. Okay, I got Creeper. I like the way it sounds. <laughs> I got the band Creeper in their self-titled album Creeper, which is just a really fun theatrical British band. You will like them, I think. Kind of reminds me of Skillet, Actually, but better. Probably. <laughs> I, 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 I probably will like them because I like theatrical music, mm-hmm. but oh, I really don't theatrical. like theater like musicals and shit i feel like this is a bad example to use yeah i think you'll enjoy creeper a lot more too you're talking about like mm-hmm. panic no panic not like panic really but i mean like voice. think like janelle monet's first oh. ep and couple of records you know okay like arc android yeah like arc android metropolis electric lady you know and i'm saying that just because it's literally right here <laughs> where, 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 where it feels more like uh like a performance, you know. Yeah. Then, definitely. yeah. But I got Traverches, uh, The Bones of What You Believe, <laughs> and I felt like that was the album where they ride that line of confidence and timid fear. Traverches? Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, like, I always have to catch myself when I read it. And, like, I was at churches. Uh, churches. Uh, I, same, I, I, same with uh, Always. I'm like, Always. <laughs> I might still say it. I might build churches. I had a girl who yeah. really thought Kesha's name was like Kesh Dollar. <laughs> I think she called him Kesh Dollar. And I was like, man, that's way better. Wow, that's because she had like a dollar sign get that? or some shit. Yeah, no, I get that, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know people. People are dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, not me. I'm smart. I got Harry Styles' album. Which one? Harry Styles, the first one. Okay. I, I really liked Fine Line. That was a good one. I got J Rock's Redemption. I, I I do like Fine Line. Thank you for reminding me of Fine Line. That will probably be on my yeah. favorites of 2020 so far too. Was that 2020? Yeah. No, that that was 2019. The end of 2019. That's right. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like last couple of weeks of 2019. But oh. yeah, that that was a really good album. For me, I really like the album art for it. I really like Harry Styles. I just and I don't know. I don't know why they didn't release that as a picture disc final, to be honest. <laughs> or maybe they did, but uh, it, it's perfect but, for that. But yeah, like I said, Traverges. I said J-Rock's Redemption album. Alter Bridge Redemption, was their yeah. album Fortress. I liked Alter Bridge's Fortress. I like... I'm trying to go past the ones that I don't want to mention just yet. I like Susan Sanford's 10 Love Songs. I think that's one okay. of the best pop folk fusions. It's an incredibly vulnerable album. Uh, just, I like, I enjoy it. Most of, it's the most vulnerable I've ever, things I've ever heard on that album, you know? Yeah. Uh, Julia Halter, Have You in My Wilderness. I like that. I like Saba's album, Care For Me. I felt like that was a good heartbreaking story of loss and guilt and anxiety. Is told by by how Saba details it in his life in Chicago before fame. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs, and I like how in that album how he acknowledges his depression instead of trying to find a cure, he finds further solace in his instability. Mm-hmm. I got Isaiah Rashad, his Sylvia demo. I didn't think he packs his best moments musically and conceptually as he burdens himself with the task of awareness but battles his demons at the same time. You know? I got Daytona by Pusha T. Daytona, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, I feel like he just can't be ignored on this album. Like, whatever bar or whatever line, if you miss it, you feel like you got to go back and read the whole book again. And it isn't an Everything often... fucking cuts on that one. Yes. And it isn't an often occurrence when an artist can paint themselves as so good as something that despite what they're doing being an obvious bad thing, the yeah. thing that he's doing almost becomes a good thing. <laughs> the dude comes off as an Olympic drug dealer. Is the best way I could. On this I can see that, be, yeah. You know, as it, it is a metaphor. You know, I <laughs> I enjoyed that shit. Uh, I like Blonde by uh, Blonde. Ocean. I, I like it too, it's but not my top, but it's like it's it's still my top hundred. But I feel like people really, really overrate it. Uh, I guess I could get it. It's coming off, but only if you like Channel Orange a lot, which we'll see later. Yeah. But, uh, but well, I mean, like, I, I I think for me, like, they're both pretty equal. You know, they both do their own thing well. But I never saw Blonde to be this huge, monumental album that people make it out to be. Yeah. I, I feel like part of it is because it came from Frank, you know, because it had that mystique behind it. Yeah, his entities as and maybe that's why i enjoyed it maybe that's why it's on my decade list to me i put like yeah it taps into his singularity amidst all the warm inviting musical aesthetics that it has and it's an album that feels yeah like of serving a man who doesn't want to be spoken to but at the same time doesn't mind being watched either yeah uh so yeah blonde uh i got taboo by denzel curry and I that was like good, yeah. On this one, he captures paranoia, anxiety, and contradicting emotions and personalities and pairs it with a sometimes optimistic, sometimes creepy and ominous, and sometimes metal rap musical foundation to further paint his reality on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, further paint a realistic portrayal of his environment, even at its brightest. And a lot of this record still feels drowned out in insulation and pessimistic views and thoughts. But, uh... yeah. I like Taboo. Uh, I got, I mentioned Julia Halter, even though she's right here. And just to talk more about that album, I feel like that Have You in My Wilderness is the most inviting album. The whole thing is like an ear massage. So, <laughs> so listen to that one. Yeah. Uh, I got Tierra Whack with Whack World. It, she leaves me wanting more in an album. And it's an album. I don't know if you ever heard it uh, or listened to Tierra Whack. But it's I, 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 yeah, I, I listen to it. Um, it's one of those things where I, the concept of like one minute per song is fun. And yeah, that's but it's one of those things is. where you can't really get into it, you know. It grew on me. It's cool to like mm-hmm. put on when you have friends over and you're just kicking the shit and have that on in the background. Yeah. And because it's like that album full of 15 minute one songs, one minute songs and child yeah. vocal mal- uh, child vocal melodies that kind of sound sweet to me. So I fuck with it. Uh, I got yeah. Benny the Butcher for Tana Talk Three. I believe it's I believe it's three, <laughs> and that has to be the dirtiest, grimiest, one of the most nastiest, most raw, 
hungry <laughs> albums I've ever heard. He's like a drug dealing tutor. If uh, Pusha T's the Olympic person, he's like a drug dealing yeah. tutor on this album, man. I got Flower Boy, of course, Tyler Creator. Flower Boy, yep, I have that up there. And I just felt like that was an acknowledgement of his self using R&B and rap over a soul foundation. Yeah. I got FKA Twigs with Magdalene. Uh, yep, that, that's in my like top 15 or whatever. I got Caitlin Fire with Starfire. I think that's one of the strongest voices to come out of country the last decade. She wowed me completely with this. <laughs> I got Lady Antebellum <laughs> next to that country with uh, of course uh, album I did not put the title of, but I know it's the third album. And let me look up that title while I go through the rest of them real fast, just to be more yeah. sufficient than that. As dances away with my heart, <laughs> dancing away with my heart on that album though. But uh, I got Shabazz Palaces with Black Up. I got The Underachievers. with, uh, And I feel like they hit us with what's affecting us the most from media distractions and false idols to mental health. All of them almost become like a mantra on here. Mm-hmm. I got Duran Jones and The Indications. That was on my best of 2019. And I feel like they took everything great about 70 Soul and capsuled it in 2019. Listen to that. I got White Men Are Black Men by Young Fathers. <laughs> I know you're looking like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a short record, you know, disru- uh, disrupting classification filled with surprisingly sweet melodies. Uh, 1999 by Joey Badass. He embodies oh, okay, yep. everything that makes boom bap hip hop great at only 19 years old at the time of that album. Yeah, that, that was that was great. That's on here for sure. I got Drogas uh, yeah, yeah. by Lupe Fiasco. Lupe hit me with a thought-provoking tale and possible origin and chain connection we still uh, we still share with our ancestors on that one. Mm-hmm. Got no Names Telephone. It's yeah, incredible. yeah, that's good, that's good. Yeah, it's incredibly detailed, but at the same time, very blunt with the lyricism, sometimes cartoonishly, and fellow being silent, yeah. but sometimes playful backdrop on there. Yeah, that that and uh, Room 25 were on my top 100. Those are both good. Ooh. Room 25 is brilliant. I like Telephoto a little more, but I love Room 25. Yeah. I got Flying Lotus with Cosmic Grandma. <laughs> and I think the only track uh, I will I tell... Oh, I to listen. Yeah, it's great, man. I love it. And the only track I will tell anyone to listen to to get them on board, if you're not, is Through the Astral Planes. Because it's a bop. Mm-hmm. That song's a bop, man. <laughs> uh, Open Mike Eagle with Brick Body Kids. Uh, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream, that album. And I feel like that was a good album that creates social awareness without creating a personality that is anti-mainstream. Uh, I'm just trying to go through some of these before I get to the... Uh, and I'm going to let you go, man. Uh, Daft, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. For that was me. good. That was good. Got two Rock Marciano albums on here. I got Reloaded and Mark Burt. Uh, and... No, actually... No, just Reloaded. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm all <laughs> second guessing my list right there. I'm like, I don't know yeah. that. But I feel like Reloaded is like the most stripped back, boom back records of the decade. Uh, he takes up all the space in the world, making these tracks all feel really crowded and almost giving me a sense of claustrophobia, you know? Right, right. Uh, Clipping, <laughs> who I discovered. Oh, I got I got listened the, to them, yeah. Because of the movie fucking blind spotting. <laughs> I love that guy now, but I feel like that album that he did is a dissection of hip hop. But looking back, yeah. it feels more of a case of study from the outside looking in. Uh, Blood Orange with Negro Swan. 
I feel like it was a beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I feel like that was a beautiful acceptance of oneself. I got Injury Reserve with Floss, and I thought that was an incredible, fun, immersive album, a burst of energy, Moss Pit music. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if that's. Like, I got Watch the Throne. <laughs> it didn't make Watch the Throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's on mine, too. It's here, but it didn't make my top 50, but it's here. I got Yusufin Stevens uh, with his album, and it takes us back to folk with like a tragically intimate tale of curiosity, grief, and paranoia, and the struggles to keep up with like the simplicities of the world. Yeah. I got Solange's A Seat at the Table, which I thought it was a cohesive record about life as a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's up mine, too. Uh, don't laugh at me. I got Meagles' Culture. <laughs> okay. And it's a great trap like, album. Yeah, I thought it was an album that cemented them as one of the most important groups in hip hop history. And yeah, I said yes in hip hop history. Uh, literally, mm. <laughs> I feel like it literally adding to and defining the culture last decade. You know, you couldn't talk about culture without talking about the Migos in the 2010s. You know, well, yeah, because they released culture. Well, about the culture. They have an album called Culture. Yeah, about, and that's what I meant to say about the culture. Yeah. At least no, 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 but, but I mean, they, they definitely had a huge part, I believe, in like bringing trap to where it is now. Oh, don't. Yeah. Uh, Apathy with their HK album. Enjoyed that. Uh, Waka Flocka Flame. With, God, what album was that? But he takes gangster rap and took it to the most extremist, ex, uh, extremist terms in this one. Yeah. Uh, ASAP Rocky, Long Live ASAP. I gotta listen to that. God damn. There, there's a lot of albums I gotta listen to. <laughs> I got Scissor's Control. I thought that was a great yeah. album where Scissor gives up control and then comes to terms with her lack of authority in the world. That was a great one. Uh, 21 and Offsets Without Warning. I've come to, I've come back to it every couple of months since 2017, and I feel like it's still, it's short. And sweet and concise and to the point. It's catchy. Damn near every song is enjoyable where 21 hit his stride in terms of enjoyability and offset as one of the better Migos uh-huh. that he is. Uh, Skepta's Konnichiwa album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bryson Tiller with Trap Soul. And I feel like that's an album that infuses R&B and Trap, which may have been probably the death of soulful R&B being a popularity thing earlier on i i get that yeah but i don't mind it really much and a lot of people came out after he did this album and i know he yeah. was heavily inspired by drake in the weekend but i gotta say he put it together nicely on trap soul mm-hmm. uh but his other album after that was garbage um <laughs> I, I said bryson tiller needs to stop being happy because maybe when he's not happy anymore we get back to this shit yeah uh, charlie xcx with charlie yeah, baby. He, and I think from the singing and songwriting and production, everything is top notch. She pushes forward in a genre that. Yeah, she she is an amazing pop songwriter. Oh yeah, man, uh, amazing, way better than I than I knew. I feel like she yeah. pushes forward in a genre that typically just rewards comfortability. Uh, you know, conformity. <laughs> comfortability, <Yeah>. pretty much. <laughs> Can't even talk. Anemone. Um, I have a feeling it's going to take a very long time to anyone to. Thank her for what she's did here, you know. Like it's yeah. Uh, I got the Seer by Swans. I got okay. Adele's Twenty Five album. I got Kaput by Destroyer. 
I got the story so far. Quicksands with their album Quicksands. Uh, might be. I said Cosmogramma. I said Cosmogramma's Flying Lotus. Yeah. Album. Uh, Vampire Weekend's Contra album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that are just kind of floating. And that might be the rest for the floaters. <laughs> I had a lot of floaters. Uh, Kamazi yeah. Washington with uh, the epic. And I've been yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. I've been trying. I listen to it when I do like podcast notes and stuff, man. I think it's one of the best jazz records I have heard. But I'm just trying to listen to more jazz, so I'm pretty sure there might be better ones. But I'm really impressed from what I heard. But it's truly yeah. and honestly lives up to its title. I think it really is epic to me. It is the epic. Uh, <laughs> Mount Erie, a crow looked at me. Enjoyed that. Oh well. yeah, that was great. Yeah, I only listened to it once, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, David Bowie's Black Star. Uh, rest in mm-hmm. peace, David Bowie. <laughs> that was uh, that one hit hard, man. Uh, and this hit the hardest and probably most shocking too, especially since his death coincided with the release of his final album. Yeah. Uh, on which narr- on here, which he like narratively he explores concepts of his image, of his twilight years, of his death, and what is likely to be our our perception of it. And to me, yeah. I, put it like, I put that it's like listening to a dark, grim, but also hopeful broadcast from Bowie himself from beyond the grave. Yeah. Like, hello, I'm dead. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I did put Big Crit forever as a mighty long time. It just wasn't in my top. Yeah. Uh, good job, Marcel. Uh, Clarence Clarity with No Now. Uh, Gotta listen to it. Uh, pretty much. Ghost with Meloria. Uh, I thought it was an enjoyable cultish, cultish, really catchy record. Uh, their talents all intact while writing some of their sharpest uh, and sweetest songs to date. I really enjoyed that Ghost album. Uh, yeah, man, we're at the end of my pretty much. Rosalia with Los Angeles. I didn't make mine. Uh, Don't hate me. But uh, Billie Eilish. <laughs> but I put this because I felt like it sounds like nothing in its field right now, and it's huge. No, no, it, it wasn't in my top hundred. Yeah. But I really liked her album. That was great. Yeah, but it sounds like nothing in its field right now, and I feel like it's hugely underrated by like musical snobs or people that just don't know what they're yeah. talking about and assume before you know. So. Yeah. No, she she's great. I'm I'm excited to see what her uh, career brings. I got dirty, dirty computer and Arc Android. They didn't make the the little bottom fifty so or so, but they're there. And I felt like all right. I guess you're racist. (laughs) I felt like sexist, man. Sex. (laughs) (laughs) Get it right. I felt like it was a beautiful fusion between the worlds of art, pop, and R and B. She uses whatever genre she sees fit, even from folk to jazz. Mm -hmm. Good show. Good stuff. Uh, the knife with their album Shaking the Habitual. Uh, Book of Ryan, Royce the Five Nine, YG still Brazy, Astro World, Travis Scott, Bandana, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lip. That, Pusha, that was good. That was Pusha good. Pusha T with My Name Is My Name. Mm-hmm. Summertime 06, Fent Staples. Yep, that's on mine too. The Incredible True Story, Logic. Tits. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Run the jewels. Run the jewels two and three. 
uh, there was uh, there was times where I was making this. So I'm like, am I just putting all the albums I listened to this year? <laughs> but I really like probably them to stand out. Uh, Rap City's Layla's Wisdom. Cause I listened to some garbage this year too. <laughs> this two years, it's been a long ten years. Uh, I said Random Access Memories, I believe, but just to put the commentary, I felt like Random Access Memories was a celebration of all the sounds and musical styles that have influenced their stuff over the years. Uh, Fessel by 21 Pilots. I feel like every single song is a work of art and stands alone in real powerhouses that have this level of depth that blows me away. It still, it stands for the heart of what 21 Pilots are. You know, my intro to them was through this album and a lot that speaks strongly to me through Fessel. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a personal why Fessel's there. Uh, and yeah, no. And do you have any that you want to say before you get to your top whatever? Um, let me double check. Because I'm down. I need to that. The... I feel need to be said. Um, but I could go on if you want to still. Yeah. That no. Uh, let's do our top twenty now. Actually, you think about that only because I wrote some commentary for some of these. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go down from 54. <laughs> it's gonna be 54. quick. Though, I promise you. 54, motherfucker. Lot. <laughs> it's gonna go fast. Uh, I know people are like, no, but Sleeping with Sirens, 54, with uh, their second album. That was. I don't know why I can't think of the title right now. I'd even write it down because I should know it. Uh, I got for 53 red. I got Johanna Newsom's uh, "Have One More on Me" "Have One on Me" album, fifty-two. Richard Dawson's twenty twenty album did not come out in twenty at twenty. The album's called twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Tim Heckler with his Virgin, his album called Virgins. I got "Evil Friends" by Portugal Demand. At forty-eight, I have "House of Balloons." At 47, I got the Daughters albums, uh, the, the band called Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, D'Angelo and the Vanguard at 46 for Black Messiah. I got at 45, Wolf Alice, My Love is Cool. I know I have commentary for some of these. I'm going to go down on some of them. And if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. Sleeping with Sirens, I know that's a random 54, but that's only because I really like Sleeping with Sirens. And I still listen yeah. to that album now. Uh, let me see. I'm just going to make sure I'm, I'm getting back straight on my notes while I'm doing this with my notes. Thank you for listening, guys. For sticking You're with welcome. us. Thank you for being here. I know it's a long one, <laughs> Michelangelo, but thank you, man. I'm going to name every album made in the last 10 years. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I made a whole, it's a long year, man. And I was like, I want to give a good, good list uh, for some of the commentary. Yeah, for Tim Heckler's Virgins, I thought it was a beautiful, ambient, experimental, and drone apocalypse. The atmosphere and sound play that Im that's employed on this record are so, like, indescribable. It's, it's bittersweet. And uh, and moving, you know, they flow, they flow into and reinforce each other, and I think it's one of the best drone records because that's a real, uh, real thing, I guess. Uh, Daughters, I think that's one of the most harrowing, one of the darkest and disturbing explorations of noise rock that I have heard. 
dealing with the themes of mental and emotional disturbance. Very few records that dropped this decade, I feel, whose exploration of dark emotions panned out so potent as uh, it had there. Uh, moving on on my list, I got, I said Wolf Alice, my love is work cool. I got LCD sound system with This Is Happening. <laughs> I think that's the only LCD sound system <laughs> album I've learned, but I like it. I don't necessarily hate them. But uh, I thought the the band, they really outdid themselves on this one. And it's like they have these weird, absurd bangers, like powwows of funky, snarky, self-awareness commentaries and uh, wear commentaries and silly hard hitters, you know. Uh, it's one fantastic cut after the next and how they impact things from their biggest influences and reinvent themselves. And I still think it's mm-hmm. one of the band's best right now. Uh, I got Death Grips with the Money Store. And I think okay. they breathe new life into the sound of industrial hip-hop by forging their own path in the sound. I don't know if this will ever be – if they will ever reach this height again because <laughs> I still don't think they have. <laughs> uh, to be kind by Swan Songs. Oh, no, mm-hmm. Swan Songs. That's a fucking Hollywood hit. <laughs> yeah. By Swan. 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 Yeah. To be kind, and I think the sound of rock music apocalypse sounds like this album. Uh, everything crumbling down finally on itself and exploding on a on a bright supernova. I, I really like this album, and I felt like it took the style and hammered and hammered it down. Are you still there? Yeah. You to, okay, I just lost you on my. Oh. TV. But as long as you can hear me, I'll just text me. I can hear you just fine. Well, I'm going to keep going then. I just... Okay. <laughs> okay. Mike! <laughs> Mike! I just want him to check something for me. What hey, happened to TV, Mike. man? Oh, you're good. But I'm going to keep going, man, while that's going on. Uh, okay. Just give me a second. Do you want to go through your list real fast? Anything? Michael? Yeah. Well, Mike's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read 100 to 21. I'm just going to go like straight, straight off, all right? Uh, we have uh, like starting at 100, ending at 21. We have, uh, what is it? Uh, Volnakira by Bjork. Um, we have. Keep going, Michael. I forgot, the, go I, I forgot what that charger. album is. Keep going. What? I'm gonna get my charger real fast, but keep going. All right, yeah. Um, I forgot this album's called, but it's by Savages. Um, we have Number One Angel by Charlie XCX, Big Baby Drum by Drum, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, uh, Push the Sky Away by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. We have Loud by Rihanna, Watch the Throne by Kanye West and Jay Z, uh, 1999 by Joey Badass, uh, Telephone by uh, what's her name? No name. Uh, LP1 by FKA Twigs. We have My Name Is My Name by Pusha T. Uh, Songs of Innocence, I think, by uh, by Shame. Uh, sometimes I Sin, Think, and Sometimes I Just Sit by Courtney Barnett. Um, the Bravest Man in the Universe by Bobby Womack. Um, what's that one Miramasa monk called? Fuck, I forgot. Um, it's not called Miramasa. Oh no. Oh no. Miramasa. Uh, uh, soundtrack to a Death by Miramasa. Yeah, that was a, that was a great one. Wow. 
Uh, Mass Education by St. Vincent, Untitled Unmastered by Kendrick Lamar, Suck It and See by Arctic Monkeys, Endless by Frank Ocean, A Trial, A Curious Trial of Tales and Something Something by Little Sims, uh, Oil of Every Pearls on, on Every Pearls on Insides by Sophie, um, Tell Me How You Really Feel by Courtney Barnett, Beyonce's self-titled Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. Anti by Rihanna, um, What's it called? Uh, God's Favorite Customer by Father John Misty, Dedicated by Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, Take Me Apart by Kalayla, Room Room by Charlie XCX, uh, St. Vincent Self-Titled, Saturation 3 by Brockhampton, uh, Room 25 by No Name, The Fall by Gorillaz, Malibu by Anderson Pack, uh, Hot Sauce Community Part 2 by uh, Beastie Boys, Poor Vita, by Caliucci's Control by SZA, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, Emotion by Carl Ray Jepsen, uh, Prima Donna by Vince Staples, Saturation 2 by Brockhampton, uh, Miramas, a self-titled, um, what's it called, Pure Comedy by Father John Misty, Belladonna of Sadness by Alexandra Savior, uh, Like Clockwork by Queens of the Stone Age, The Magic Whip by Blur, Art Pop by Lady Gaga, Life of Pablo by Kanye, um, The Now Now by Gorillaz, Nothing Great About Britain by Slow Tie, um, Charlie by Charlie XCX, Everyday Robots by Damon Albarn, uh, Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, A Seat at the Table by Solange, I Tell Fly by Benjamin Clementine, uh, Black Star by David Bowie, uh, Summertime 06, Vince Staples, Triple X by Danny Brown, Lemonade by Beyonce, uh, You Know What I'm Saying by Danny Brown, Isolation by Caliucci's, Titanic Rising by Wiseblood, uh, Pop 2 by Charlie XCX, Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit, Lex Hives by The Hives. I love The Hives. They're a great band. I, I want to say that. Uh, Blonde by Frank Goshen, Maryland by The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. We got from here. Thank you for your service by uh, uh, Tribe Called Quest, yeah. Stillness of Wonderland yeah. by Little Sims, Pinata by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, mm-hmm. Flower Boy by uh, Tyler the Creator, yeah. Mass Seduction by Saint Vincent, Melodrama by Lord, The Electric Lady by Janelle Monet, uh, Igor by Tyler, uh, what's it called? Daytona by Pusha T. Uh, Fiona Apple's release, The Idler Wheel, uh, Art Angels by Grimes, and Kid See Ghost by Kid See Ghost. That's number 100 to 21. Awesome. Okay, let me wrap this shit up. Um, we're at 41. Let me describe House of Balloons, which is my 48 real fast. And I felt like that was the one where the weekend he, he captures this really... <laughs> I know you're excited to hear about House of Balloons, but uh, yeah. he captures this really uh, melodic uh, direction with this one with the confused and kind of shady aesthetic, almost like if shapes, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was like actually written well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really mysterious mysterious and misty and cool. Almost, I feel like the weekend on this album is almost like the R&B Batman. <laughs> yeah. Here, but, uh, I can see that, yeah. And at 41, one, I do have. Let me just make sure I have nothing written about it because I don't want. I want every album to get its time in the sun. This album of the year. 
thing. There's some things I know I didn't. I didn't even include in the other one, <laughs> but I'll go back to it. Uh, but 41, I got Radiohead with the moon-shaped pool. It's kind of the album that got me into Radiohead. It's been forever, but I really liked uh, Moon-shaped pool. Uh, Titanic R- Rising by Way is Blood. Yeah, yeah. I already talked enough about it on Best of Albums. If you haven't heard of Michelangelo, listen to it. You guys okay. know what it is. <laughs> I don't want to go into that, but uh, just roll clip from Best of 2019. Because <laughs> I pretty much explain the album as like a cosmic album that won't let you acknowledge that you're part of something bigger. Because if you admit that, then you're acknowledging that you're part of something so grand and fast and huge that you would, that it will put you on some type of pedestal and you weren't taught to look at it yourself that way, you know? I am uh, grand and vast. Pretty much. That's what it made me feel. I'm touching myself and all. <laughs> I'm a pro, don't say that. <laughs> uh, 39, I got Rodeo by uh, Travis Scott. Yep. And I think it was, uh, you know, I know that's monumental trap album. Enticing. Yeah. From the enticing Maria, I'm drunk to the mosh pit, uh, attraction of antidote from the dreamy focal performances from, uh, Casey Hill on 90210. Uh, the fuck the rich, fuck the establishment attitude from Kanye and Travis on, which is weird because they are the rich and the establishment, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. But piss on your grave is what I wanted from Yeezus for a whole album. The, the track like that. That's why I wanted for Yeezus. I'll see that that was supposed to be on not Yeezus, <laughs> but so help yeah. me God. Remember that was supposed to come out before, uh, like as a continuation of Yeezus, kind of. With uh, like all day. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then he's like, all right, I'm scrapping it. Here's, uh, here's Piss on Your Grave. <laughs> but it was a really melodic and hypnotic album. And his ability to draw from a multitude of genres as well as his ability to rap, I feel like seemed to go uh, wildly unintentioned on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at 38, I got Calls Man with Honor Killed the Samurai. And I doubt that was uh, just because I would never talk about these albums on here, maybe. Or when I do, I don't know when. But just to give it a spotlight now, I'm sorry. <laughs> but an album that does, I feel like that's an album that does little to prove itself necessary. And everything about the album is understated. Like it doesn't want to be seen or heard. And music like this truly does act as a blessing to people who are attracted to people that do little to stand out, being transparent, you know, using your past trauma as a as a backdrop while at the same time not passing yourself off as this unrealistic gangster who would never fall victim or fall in prey to the same environment you admit on the same record pained, uh, pained you so, you know. Uh, but I said uh, Loops and Dusty Records helps put you in a slow ride in your passenger seat of a 90s two-door Tahoe from his memories that he has. He never feels like the need to posture, but he constantly repaints himself in his own image, and that's what makes this a great listen to me. Uh, so, yeah, Honor Kill the Samurai. I really love that one. I got 37. I got Helplessness Blues by Fleet Foxes. And... Uh, I know I have something to say about that, but great record. Have you heard that one yet? No, but it's on my list. I have this uh, giant spreadsheet uh, with my friends, and it's just like, all right, here's albums, here's what we rate them, you know, and then it, like, averages out and everything. Man, I need to hang out with your friends. (laughs) That sounds like my my squad. Uh, But I got that one. I got... Waters by Mick Jenkins. My notes are everywhere. 
<laughs> I should have been more, should have had this more there because I want to say it right after I say it, but I'll find it again. But I have that with Waters by McJenkins at 24. I got... Actually, I skipped. My bad. I'm at 36. But, you know, you know where McJenkins' waters lies. <laughs> but at 36, I got 444 by Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that on your list at all? Yeah, it's number 20. <laughs> it's number 20. You want to talk about it real yeah. fast? Because <laughs> I – or what, were you at 20? Uh, Yeah, I, I left off at 21. Uh, um, but yeah, 21 and 20. 444. Go to 15 if you Wow. Can, if you can. Top, we're I just we're doing top 15? Uh, go stop at 15. Because I want right, to try to put notes in a little better order real quick. But yeah. So let's see. Uh, so number 20 would be 444 by Jay-Z. Uh, great album. Uh, amazing production. No ID does a great job. Um, and he's at his, Jay-Z is at his best here pretty much. You know? Like that still rivals his peaks with like Reasonable Doubt and The Blueprint. Mm-hmm. In terms of like rapping and everything. It shows that like all right, yeah, you can still be um, 20 years into your career and still have stuff to talk about, you know? Exactly. And it's yeah. a very mature Jay-Z on it, too, a grown-up Jay-Z. Like, yeah. telling the story, listen to Jay- why is Jay-Z, <laughs> you know? He's telling yeah, how it listen is. to me, I'm smart, I'm rich. <laughs> I know how to invest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 19 for me, Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Mm. That is a great album. I love it. The song, she's at her best musically, songwriting, melodies, other music aspects. It's great. Um, number eight, yeah, number 18 is Everything You've Come to Expect by The Last Shadow Puppets, which is Alex Turner's other band. Okay. From, uh, Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys, his other band. Um, but taking a more Baroque pop um, uh, 70s influence into music, um, which makes the transition from AM to Tranquility Bass, Hotel and Casino, less jarring knowing that came in the middle of the two. Number 17? Yeah, 17 is Gray Area by Little Sims. We already talked about that. Number 16 is Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples, Mr. Uh, mm. Vinny Stapes himself. Uh, just taking these really awesome electronic elements, uh, UK uh, house garage elements, and throwing them into hip-hop yes. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't write anything. I didn't write uh, any notes or anything, to, so I'm just going off go the to top of my head. Go to 10. Go to 10? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... All right. All right. Uh, so then number 15 is Humans by Gorillaz. Um, part of why I love this is because this is the first Gorillaz album cycle I was a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out the day my ex broke up with me, so I'm like, hell yeah, this is a new <laughs> chapter sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, other stuff. Uh, I I think Damon does a great job making a party for the end of the world atmosphere on it, and uses the collaborators better than other people say right. that he does. 
Um, number 14 is Ghosting, which is the latest Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds album. And even though I like Skeleton Tree more, I find Ghosting to be much sadder because while Skeleton Tree deals with the loss of his son, uh, Ghosting is more accepting that the son is dead, you know, which is like heartbreaking shit, you know? <laughs> that it's, it's really good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um sounds heavy doc so that was 14 number 13 is atrocity exhibition by danny brown um yeah just like fantastic use of samples um really good lyricism you know especially on really dough where it's the cypher track pretty much with uh him um what's his earl sweatshirt kendrick and who else? I forget. Who else is on Really Do? I know there's one other. I don't know. Was it Absol? I don't know. I, it could be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't got the answer for you there, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Really Do featuring up, Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, Absol. Um, so then number 12 is yes. Magdalene. By FKA Twigs. It's an amazing album. Uh, there's not really much I can say about it because I haven't listened to it as uh, that much recently. So I forgot more specifics about it, but I like it. Um, and number 11 is Strange Mercy by St. Vincent, which I believe to be her magnum opus. And, uh, like, features the best of both um, Marry Me and Actor, that side of her, while giving a peek into the new her, where she takes a slightly more pop direction, but is still very guitar-driven. So, that's my 11 to 20. All right, I'm going to (laughs) start... Start now. I got some type of order here. I I only ordered these in order on paper. <laughs> this is oh what yeah. Happens. Yes. But uh, to comment on 444 again, which was my 36. I everything you said, and I feel like in a world where like OG rappers can't seem to keep albums below 20 tracks and also done well, if you ever pay attention to older rappers that put out shit, I feel like Jay Z mm-hmm. comes through with one of his most honest, introspective, and genuine albums. Yeah. You know, uh, just apologies and revelations and understanding promote the perception of incredible maturity, you know, on here and growth. Yeah. In 444. Uh, All right, Marcel, go 35 to 11. Go rapid speed, like back to back to back to back. Okay, I'm going to try. I want to, like, commentate on everything because I want people to listen to it. But I'm going to try. I'm going to read fast. I'm going to read fast. Uh, Pup for. uh... Actually, did you want to take a break? Did you want to break? Nah, nah, I don't need a break. Okay, are you sure? Yeah. All right. But Pup, with Morbid Stuff, I feel like this group getting, keeps getting bigger and better with each passing album. And it's a playthrough. Morbid Stuff should give you a pretty good idea of what you're up against when it comes to uh, this album. It was on my best loves of this year's, uh, if you ever want to listen, Michelangelo, and people out there. Uh, it's a punk record with a real sense of fig, uh, fig- figure, <laughs> humor, and first I, I, I'm downloading it right now. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. Don't exactly wander out into this world every day. Yeah, you can see. Does Look, here. 
This album's like a rare Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's brilliant, man. Every track slams, man. Uh, but, and then we got American Candy by The Main. I don't know if you ever listened to The Main, but The Main dodged the boring tropes of modern rock by commenting on the little things in life. Things that make me so fucking happy I can almost cry. Every member stepped up to the occasion here, showcasing flashing, domineering riffs, euphoric bass, and overdose of hooky focal melodies. That never let you rest. You'll feel obligated to sing along. Maybe that was corny <laughs> that I had that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's American Candy. Uh, Much Love by Microwave was what made me like Microwave and has a bunch of catchy tunes there. Uh, 1975 at number 32 for with I Like It When You Sleep for You Are So Such a Long Title. beautiful but they blew the hell up after their first album but the sophomore blues never sounded so good here to me the the album spins about like 73 minutes reminding you of how they got there but the production and atmosphere is definitely a huge part of this album's success the neon colors and the artwork and music videos are perfect the album is like the low buzzing hum of a you know a neon sign in a bar uh, it's, it's sometimes giving off flashes of light, for example, of love, of uh, love me, or this may be my dream providing atmosphere, like lost my head or provides an excellent atmosphere of like, I had a change of heart or Paris in a way that it serves as a friendly reminder of where you are, you know, uh, good one. Good one, man. Uh, everything's, uh, the writing is, uh, on the record is good and frequently compelling and it's kind of hard to look away. You know, I don't know if you fuck with 1975, but I don't know. Man, <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> like their new shit. Um, Thirty-one. I got Queens of the Stone Age, like Clockwork. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Thirty. I got Brockhampton. Uh, saturations one through three, because I cheat it. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. Uh, honestly, uh, you could put all their songs and put make your own album out of it, and it's good. It's good stuff from like young talent. You know. Yeah. I'm blown away. Uh, Pinata at 29 by Freddie Gibbs and yeah. Lib. That would be there. I should have put all this in some type of order, but I'll talk about it afterwards. I'll just kind of go through it first. Uh, 28, I got All My Heroes Are Cornballs. 27, we got I got uh, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Tribe Called Quest. At 27, 26, I got Vampire Weekend with Modern Vampires of the City. Uh, 25, I got Waters by Mick Jenkins. 24, I got Collide with the Sky. <laughs> uh, we're about to hit some territory that's really personal, but I got uh, Collide with the Sky by uh, Pierce DeVell. And if I can find my little commentary, I know this is somewhere. Give me a minute. But thank you guys for being with us. We're almost through. <laughs> We're chugging along. We're at the halfway uh, point now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Collide with the Sky, and they are an exception worth exploring. You know, it's the metalcore. I don't dive into it too much, but I think the the catalyst for the themes are simple, but the execution that they have and the live wire performances that they also do have make this an exceptional release. Uh, but, yep, 24 is that. 23, I got Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. 22, I got Traverse's Every Open Eye. <laughs> Aren't you so happy to see him again? <laughs> uh, at, but that's at 33. Or not 33. That's at 22. 21, I got Blank Face. Schoolboy Q. 
<laughs> I love that album, man. My God. <laughs> I thought uh, you know how I, people that know me know how I feel about that album. <laughs> oh my God, bro. That I love that album a lot. Uh, Melodrama. It will be my number 20 by Lord. <laughs> and what else? Everything you said on top of it is what makes this album great. Uh, at 20, at 19, I got Currents by Tame Impala. <laughs> at 18, I got Life's Not Out to Get You by Neck Deep, which is just fun rock song, pop ro- punk rock song. You know, uh, if it sounds a little data rememberish, it's because it is Jeremy McKinnon produced the song, uh, produced the album. So explains it. Expl- it uh, it explained a lot, honestly. Uh, at 17, I got Pure Comedy by. Fucking John Misty, Misty, man. Uh, And Pure Comedy, I feel like that's a record that is still somewhat incomplete, but still incredibly admirable. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. passionate and soulful ode to our broken world and everyone in it. Uh, At number... 16. 16, Don't panic. Number 16 is uh, Trash Island by Drain Gang, baby. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) <laughs> um swedish brockhampton no way really i'm kind of I'm pr- kind pretty of much was that your 16 no <laughs> no I, I i don't have drain gang anywhere on my list <laughs> all right some of these i really want to talk talk about that's why i'm trying to find them but i was making before i even put these in order i i just put them are everywhere <laughs> you know and wrote what you should have typed it all huh you should have typed it all. I did type it all. Oh, okay. Well, except uh, I ordered it on here, but I typed yeah. what I said about it on something else. Okay. You know, so I'm sorry. But uh, I'm going to wait for a minute. But thank you guys for listening. It's been a good job. Thank you for being here. Saying this yeah, again. Thank you. Feel thank like you for fun. having me. Um, honestly, say your top 10. Say your top 10. My top 10. I'll wrap it up. Yeah, or sorry, oh, shit. Or, okay. and then I'll wrap it up. I know it's not in order, but I really want to find mine, and then I'll just wrap up the rest. All right. All right, so, number 10. We already talked about it a bit, but Visions by Grimes. Um, wonderful album, 10 out of 10. All of my top 10 are 10 out of 10 albums. Definitely deserves to be there, yes. Yes. Um, huge impact on music. Um great effort and everything just an all-around mind-blowing ethereal album uh number nine is good kid mad city by uh kendrick lamar he makes good rap songs what number and number nine dick go ahead yeah um yeah it's like a fucking movie but with music instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Good Kid Mad City turned into a Broadway play. I think it'd be very funny, especially given the type of people that Broadway attracts. Um, number eight is The Arc Android by Janelle Monet. I love her uh, Afrofuturism concept and the story that she creates through music, as well as having each song being incredibly varied and just all having it fit in the same place. Like everything makes sense right. where it is, you know, 
It's not like a mishmash of random genres that don't add up to anything. It's like, no, it's one of those things where each song is just amazing and deserves to be there, belongs there. Um, number six is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he makes even more good rap songs on this one, as well as having um, a very great concept to the album and exploring politics and other subjects that uh, are hard to traverse, especially in a concept album such as this. Uh, number was it six? Yeah, number six is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, Kanye West at his Kanye best. <laughs> Do you like that one, Marcel? Thank what you. you. Did. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it's night. just like, all right, I'm going to prove that I'm going to make a perfect album. And then he did. Um, number five, we're in the top five. You want to continue or should I? I'll continue. Oh, did you hear me? No. <laughs> oh, I said, actually, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go because I'll yeah. go you continue. C- but, uh, catch up to the top five, yeah, go. Let me try to catch up with you. Uh, okay, so I got go to uh, 16, I had Don't Panic by All Time Low. Uh, 15, I got Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. No. <laughs> that is such a boring album. Fuck oh, my off. God. Why Fuck do people off. like it? And I think Nothing I- happens. <laughs> Uh, let me. I found what I wanted to talk about when it came to my number. The Grammys are racist. That's why she <laughs> won the Grammy win. over Janelle Monae. Really good. <laughs> I know. That was Ameri- list, America though. is not ready for a queer <laughs> woman of color um, issues, to win <laughs> the album of the year. Okay. True. Probably. I won't. Uh, yeah. I won't take that. But if it had, if they weren't ready and it had to go to any album, though, come on, <laughs> come on, man. I, I forgot what else was nominated besides me, those me two. <laughs> me too, kind of. Uh, to talk about my last uh, pick, though, since I'm finding some of the notes and I'm trying not to self-repeat them again. But um, uh, like I said, with Don't Panic, I felt like uh, for All Time Loan, this All Time Low, this is all four members slowly reappearing black, uh, back on solid ground, you know, with like jetpacks attached to them mostly. Jetpacks, yeah. I, I love jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> this album is both a trip down memory lane and a r- reminder of how, you know, redefinalized the band the band yeah. was after dropping this masterpiece. You know, the drums are fast and in your face. The lead uh, guitars dominate every song. Uh, Alex, the dude from uh, All Time Low, was really nailing those vocal takes that really make this album feel like a nonstop thrill ride. So I really wanted to get that out because I don't know when the hell I'll talk about the, this album ever again. But yeah, and you should never great. talk about it again. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, fourteen. I got Channel Orange. Uh, number fourteen, Frank Ocean's Channel Orange. Uh, at thirteen, and I'm gonna go back to that, but I'm gonna wait till near the end. And if you want to stick around, you can. It might be me podcasting because I really want to talk about some of these, but <laughs> make it go a little bit faster. Uh, and people that want to stick around can. Uh, but at 13, Awaken My Love. At 12, I got Igor. At 11, I got Trench by, or let me say who these uh, albums are by, because I'm assuming everybody knows. 13, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. 12 is Igor by Tyler, the Creator. 11 is Trench by 21 Pilots. 
I know this is going getting no. really personal. That's why I was like, I have to explain some of these. Uh, Trench is just taking the concept from um, the Metropolis series by Janelle Monet and making it worse. Oh, uh, I see. That's a good comparison. I have a thing about Trench right here, so just to make it less on me. Because I feel rewarded hearing this album and it fulfills everything you would because you got through like an hour of schlog (laughs) it's intelligent it's bold a concept album and i feel like it was a concept album that was just so well produced and interesting and unique and really diverse but it's coherent uh cohesive throughout and it tells a fantastic yeah those are definite words uh i just (laughs) it tells it tells a fantastic story that i deciphered the shit out of because i was really in it i I loved that whole era of 21 pilots uh there's some deep topics like on the on gravestones where he talks about suicide and how we glorify them and we don't glorify life as much instead uh i thought that was a really ballsy track uh i i don't know i really enjoyed uh, the shit out of that you know of that album uh but that was my number 11 and like i said number 10 is take care my number nine which i'm gonna number nine i have my top like five more in order up here than ever yeah but my number nine uh is marshall mathers lp2 uh yeah dude this is real fan shit (laughs) we're going (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna move away from that but my number nine is marshall bathers lp2 and i think it picked up his style again on that album and it's a time where he looked back upon his past career and life with a bit more intelligence and a bit wiser when approaching some of the topics he did like he still i like when white white man rap fast (laughs) he still wasn't a guy (laughs) you know he still wasn't a guy who has uh, who has matured he acknowledged that himself and it was plain to see even that even then that he wasn't interested in maturing at all he was writing some stuff on that project that was you know early Eminem quality to me though bringing that competitive side back that fans have been wanting to hear for a long time in the last four tracks this album finishes off with is fire <laughs> the last four tracks are gold man overall because of how d- diverse a lot of these tracks are and just how much mm-hmm. context this album relies on with it sitting so far in Eminem's career, it can be difficult to sum up. But if, you, if you've if you been on the journey, then you know. I kind of feel it's still in some ways the perfect finale, though, to regard you know, that moment. LP2 and Recovery were like his 444, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah. I can see that. Uh, at number eight... If I can find it, because I want to kind of talk about the last couple down here. I'm going to stop at five, though, by the way. Just so no one gets to know our top five. Huh? <laughs> no one gets to know our top five. <laughs> but at number eight, where the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I really want to find it. Because I'm not coming back to this. <laughs> not these bottom ones but my number eight is uh paramore self-titled album paramore okay <laughs> which i believe was their fourth studio album too and honestly that it's my favorite paramore album too because i just felt like everything hit on there with paramore uh yeah it's maturity uh it was also a time where people were saying they were changing anyway but it was still 
unapologetic. They say that for like any album that gets Every released. Every album after, uh, or the two albums that have come out after, uh, fucking, uh, was it Eyes Wide Open? <laughs> oh, I get idea. Brand new eyes. I'm losing all my. I'm trying to do this shit, but brand new eyes. And I feel like with the Paramore self-titled, they laid down the law here. Uh, and is it maybe it's a little fair to call it a pop record? Maybe. I guess, but they have their elements and songs that clearly yeah. have their mainstream inclinations, but the DNA yeah. doesn't... Well, well, I mean, pop's not a dirty word or anything. Yeah. You know, people act like it's a dirty word, but no, pop is just another genre of music. It is. It's not bad. Yeah, pop was never a bad thing. Uh, yeah. But the DNA here, it doesn't feel forced or fabricated for the sake of uh, for the sake of commercial gain. We see, a brand, we see a band hitting a mature stride that started on Brand New Eyes, and carried on with this into After Laughter to me. And this album is a, a big gamble that combines, you know, minimal ukulele, uh, the interludes I find funny and aggressive, uh, the shredding, it's intense, it's a reflection over the course of like, it's a shreddy, intense self reflection over the course of 63 entertaining minutes, you know? So that's how I feel about that one. My number seven, because I know I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to have a the very much a different <laughs> bottom five, I feel. But my number seven is Serpenternal by Bring Me to Horizon. <laughs> and I okay. just feel like that's where the band hit the stride. That's where the band hit the best of both worlds. To me, it's because uh, they definitely made a – a new sound, but I feel like it's a natural evolution of their new sound. Like it wasn't just out of nowhere. We sound like this. They were clearly headed that way anyway. And I think on everybody was just on point on Simp Eternal and everything hit. And it's the best balance of new and old. And, and I guess that's why it's so good. And it's extremely catchy. And I just feel like it's Ollie at his best. At number six, I got Common Courtesy <laughs> by Data. Remember, I told you we're going okay. we're getting really <laughs> into my world, but it's Common Courtesy is definitely the a Data Remember's best album, in my opinion. Uh, you get the catchy tunes, you get the you get the pop records, you get the slow songs, you get the heavy songs, you. You get everything from that you would want from a data remember. I think all hit here, and with the story that goes with the data remember, how they uh, weren't with the record and all that stuff, and all that combined, it makes it really treat to listen to. Uh, that album is Serpentinal. I don't know if they were the same year. I don't know if it was 2013 or what, but good year, man. <laughs> it was a good yeah. year. Uh, it just to mention about Serpentinal, I have what I actually written because it probably comes off better. But I felt like the presence and attitude of the album Serpentinal makes it enjoyable out the gate, and it is so damn engaging and keeps you ma- uh, keeps you uh, keeps you fixed in every single moment. Shadow Moses slaps, and the anger feels genuine and in your face, and it's a tight, immersive experience. It feels like they are just warming up, uh, warming up, you know, on a uh, from go to hell and a theatric drive the song needs, and the Empire rides the line between heaviness and meaning. Hospital for Souls is haunting, and Crooked Young is questioning religion. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of data, uh, not data member, but uh, fucking Bring Me Horizon songs. So, yeah. 
I found my take care <laughs> thing that I said, <laughs> take care. and I talked about take care, but just to mention it while I'm here, I felt like take care was a dope album and it put him on the map and solidified him. And I know some people want to uh, say it's classic. I think it's a classic too, but I get, if you don't feel like it's a classic rap album, uh, but it's, I wish to, I kind of, I feel like he was at his best here. Uh, and you would go ahead to make more projects that would probably wow you more and be more cohesive than this one. But this was, mm-hmm. uh, this is the, I love take care. I think a second. I'll be honest. Um, a couple months ago, I found out that he wasn't holding a chicken leg, um, on the album cover. I thought he was this entire time. You did? <laughs> yeah. But, but I think it's like an owl or something on the album cover, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I found what I said about Karma Courtesy. I'll even mention it too. And I put, leave the bitch, please. Do you listen to Data Remember? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how <laughs> much you'll listen to that stuff, but uh, leave the bitch, please. I like the bitch. Uh, it's a mix of metalcore, screamo, and pop punk, and it probably makes no sense by that definition that I just said, but it fucking works. You know, the it works. The experimentation may scare people, but it if you are mildly curious about like mixed drinks, <laughs> you owe it to yourself to try this album out then, you know. It's something to offer for every kind of a day to remember fan on that one too, if you're already in the bubble. That's why I also think it's one of their best albums. Uh but we're at number five. And yeah. my number five album, I'm curious. For number five, for the oh, top wanna, five, we'll go like back and forth. Okay, I'm back and forth. That. Yeah, that works since uh, since we're at the top five. Uh, you start. <laughs> I start. Yeah, go ahead. Do your five now. My number five album of the decade is Skeleton Tree by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. This oh, really? is the first album he released after the son, after the death. Uh, one of his sons, who has a twin brother, actually. So you can imagine the pain of losing a twin and, you know, still seeing his face walking around the house after the twin is dead. That's right. Um, it's, a, it's a very heartbreaking record dealing with loss. Um, and he does it in a way... Um, that a lot of other artists can't do. I think Nick Cave is easily a top five songwriter of all time. And even though he's not my favorite artist of all time, I still like him. And I would say that he is the one that I respect the most, Um, especially with how powerful this record is with its use of, um, you know, Gothic rock elements and, as well as new production with since. So, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, for me, my number five is Kid See Ghosts. <laughs> I like it. Kid Cudi and Kanye project, man. Uh, I feel Kid like, Cody. Uh, I feel like that turned hip-hop and everything else on its head. Uh, the passiveness, the passion and the explosiveness of this record is just so bold and so huge and difficult to measure despite the fact that it comes in such a small and short small package. package yeah yeah i cannot say enough good things about this little thing of an album man. yeah big thing i'll see it, it's, it's i, I think it handles like religion and spirituality way better than how jesus's king did oh yeah a lot of things mm-hmm. 
<laughs> a lot of things carry that, but uh, big things come in small packages, I guess. But uh, I think this, <laughs> yeah, wink. <laughs> but I think this album they bring out the best of each other on here. Yeah. So yeah, Kitsy Ghost Man. I have a poster of it hanging up right there. Oh shit! I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like your little your tiger printed like. Uh... Thank you. It's leopard print. It's the pink leopard room. Printed. Yeah. Did you watch? Y- tiger you can't King? see it actually, but hold on. I'll save it for my bedspread too. For my. Ah, God damn. You watch Tiger King? No, I need to though. I'll probably watch it now that I'm done with like classes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Number four. All right. Number four. My number four is Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. Uh, same thing with humans, but done better, where they, you know, take these collaborators and force them onto music that they aren't quite used to, you know, and the way that they incorporate all these different sounds. Um, but they still make sense, much like I talked about with Janelle Monae's The Arc Android, you know? Right. Where each song makes sense, and even songs themselves um, have different parts of them, you know? Like Empire Ant song with a very uh, soft, very smooth um, acoustic sound, you know? Like, you know, you're on a beach, you know? And then that transforming into, a like, an electronic overload sort of thing you know and then same thing with you know like white flag you know where it starts with the syrian national orchestra you know and then turning into an electronic beat you know as soon as kato and bashi come on and it's just something where it throws all these elements at you and they all make sense at the same time even though they shouldn't, you know, like you wouldn't expect the Syrian National Orchestra to fit with uh, electronic production, that sort of stuff, you know, and also incorporating the legends on it, like Most Def, uh, Lou Reed, mm. um, who else? Um, Bobby Womack, uh, De La Soul, again, for their second collaboration on Superfast Jellyfish, uh, Mick Jones and Paul Simonon of The Clash, you know, it's just an amazing guest list and the way that the features are used on the album are perfect. And the music is delivered in a way with the artwork that it pretty much gives you everything you need to have a movie playing in your head of what the album is like without telling you, okay, this is exactly what this album is sort of, you know, this is exactly what this album looks like. This is exactly what the movie for it would be. It just gives you enough pieces to piece it together on your own to make your own story out of it. That was beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta hear that. Ah, I I want it. Well, what year was that? Was that twenty sixteen or like twenty seventeen? No, uh, no. Plastic Beach came out in twenty ten. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Humans up. came out in twenty seventeen. Okay, I got it mixed up with. Uh, no, I love uh, Plastic Beach. What number is Plastic yeah. Beach for you again? Number four? Number five. Uh, number four, yeah. No, Plastic Beach is, ah, is... Would you say that's your favorite Gorillaz album? Nah, Demon Days. That's Demon like Days. my number one album of all time. Like, you know how before you like get serious about music, before you listen to it or whatever, you just listen to like whatever your parents would play, you know, whatever's on the radio, that stuff? Exactly. 
um demon days is like the first album that i found on my own sort of um where it's like okay i discovered this you know like i wasn't shown it uh-huh. shown it by my mom or something you know um so, so it's like the album that got me into music you know more actively and, and even i know i didn't touch on plastic <laughs> beach much but plastic beach for me was like uh one of the most exciting concept and guest list and production to, to land on any gorillas record in my opinion yeah so I, I think in like most records in general you know can't match that kind of guest list or production no, you know no yeah it's it's like an artistic mashup of the avengers <laughs> like the yeah artistic avengers mashup the the transition from easygoing to musically redefining is all yeah here. but we're like I, I know it's easy to say but like music is art itself but like Plastic Beach feels like an all-encompassing art piece. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, hands down. Uh, it's definitely Actually, the... maybe I'll switch that to my number three. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do it right now. <laughs> it's been all out of order know. here. <laughs> we'll be ready yeah. in ten years. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> in another ten? Can't wait. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back in <laughs> 2030 back. <laughs> to but, talk uh... about the same albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just the same artists. Like, they just delivered another 10 years, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, Plastic Beach is definitely one of the most, like, inclusive albums of the decade. Yeah. But now it's time for number four. Your number right? four, right? yeah. Number four, which my number four, if you're ready for it. Good Kid, Mad City, bro. Hey. Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City will be my number four. And... Everything that you said <laughs> is why I like Good Kid, Mad City. Because he makes good rap music and it's like a movie. Yeah, and you know he got the beats. He yeah. has the appeal, the relatability, and accessibility. And it's a good roundup of songs that are easy to get into. You know, uh, I think Kendrick Bars are on fire on here. He has uh, he got introspective and told Kendrick Lamar's story. You know. Uh, yeah. A lot of people want to paint that as a concept album or make him out to be a conscious rapper because of that album, but he was mainly just talking him talking about himself. Uh, yeah, it's still a concept album though. Yeah, but a good <laughs> because kid it's a story over a day. Yeah, a good kid in a man. Yeah, Kendrick, it is. <laughs> but uh, but the way he does it, I guess you know Kendrick knows where his roots in hip hop started. He knows his avenue of. Pre- uh, of uh, pref- uh, perseverance, you know, preference. He knows who he is. When he's trying to get his point across, yeah. And the vibe of rap and hip hop, uh, and hip hop culture is strong in the vibe of this album. You know, I think Kendrick is speaking from multiple uh, multiple perspectives on this album, uh, and probably one of the most well put together concepts without really being a concept <laughs> that he's really doing. Yeah. You know, I love when artists speak from different perspectives that's not just their own story it was a kendrick lamar that redefined his self and his sound you know no k-dot album sounds the same when i think about it actually yeah <laughs> he, he never wears his influences on his sleeve yeah i just don't think uh good kid mad city is as raw as section 80 but good kid mad city works better for me yeah for yeah sure. but yeah that's my number four so Cool. Number three for me. Um, 
going off of uh, Plastic Beach, where you're given all the soundtrack and all of these visuals to create a movie in your mind, uh, my number three is Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. I love that album. And part of that is because when I grew up, when I was growing up, my mom would always be playing um, a bunch of like lounge, jazz singer, kind of cheesy type music, you know, and the B-52s, which has a very space age influence on them, but kitschy. And so Tranquility Bass is like a melding of the two, while also um, having lyrics that are, uh, you know, poignant, you know, like describing like technology, stuff like that um, in today's age, all that stuff. No, I agree. And I love the mm-hmm. title track of that album. Uh, I liked other Arctic Monkey projects a bit more. Yeah. That's crazy. It was that high for you. But that doesn't surprise me knowing you. Now I think about the time <laughs> that album came out and <laughs> talking yeah. about it with you. Uh, but yeah, for my number three is Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> for me, because it's just one of those songs I just remember having all of us sing to and sing along with it was definitely almost the soundtrack of my shit from like a, honestly around the time that came out or at least when i got a hold yeah that was 2013 right yeah that was the soundtrack to my 18 to like maybe 24 year old life yeah. years old life <laughs> you know i'm because i'm still going for it you're not grown just because you you graduated high school and you're still going out there's still a bunch of 30 40 year olds trying to figure their shit out so i was yeah i definitely felt like I was Chance at that time in his life when that yeah. record came. came I out. have it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm an art major pretty much. <laughs> but I feel like Acid Rap is an amazing, incredible body of work. I know it's probably an EP, but whatever. It's here. Uh, but no, 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 no. It's a full album. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a mixtape. That's what you're thinking of. Uh, this album represents making the best out of a not so good situation just with his uh, and just with his flow, confidence and delivery, uplifting words, ability to put words together and not try so hard to be the best. He And I really feel like on this, he wasn't stroking his ego on here. You can tell he likes doing this. He like likes, likes rap music that he genuinely yeah. understands that he has a place in this industry and using his influence in the best way he knows how to. He wasn't even signed to a major label <laughs> when this shit came out. Yeah, no. Nah. He, uh, he put a good message out there at the time. I and I think any label will uh, that they don't get that message, you know, that that he was trying to put out. He was. Uh, they probably still don't to this day, even as big as Chance has gotten. And that message is there. Uh, is no mess. He was simply being himself while trying to encourage other people. Uh, I think the features were well placed on acid rap, not one wasted. The songs were just layers and layers of icing on cake for me. It was like eating cake or pie for me. This album, <laughs> uh, this album, uh, this album was like this is sex after no sex <laughs> for like a week. I can't relate. I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> oh, you'll get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, this is water after a long ass run. You know, this is this album was hot chocolate on a snowy day. Uh, a shot, a shower after doing nothing but sitting in your own diarrhea, or whatever, for two days. <laughs> Bro, what um, the fuck? 
what kind of a comparison is get that? I don't know, bro. Get All right, you're on, done. Let, let, let's move on, on to the number Friday two. When you're clocking out of work feels like acid rap. Um, but I'll wrap it up. I'm good. But uh, he wasn't trying to be a role model. He just wanted to make good music. You know, at that time. I really don't like that diarrhea comparison. <laughs> and, and honestly, I feel like if you if you try to be negative about this, then you just have no soul. I just this album doesn't make you smile or a little happy while listening to acid rap. Did you just have a dark pit inside of you? You need to fix it. Yeah. Get therapy. I don't right. <laughs> but yep, number two. Number two, you know what it is, baby. Your favorite Kanye album. Is it my beautiful dark? <laughs> Nah, heard he said that. It's That's fucking Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, baby, number two of the decade. Damn it! What? Kanye just has number this two. amazing number. Two. Yeah, number two. You name Nick Cave. <laughs> yeah, his fucking seeds. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Part of this is also has to do with nostalgia with how I grew up. I didn't listen until Yeezus until 2018. You remember that? I came to your party. I'm like, dude, Yeezus is great. I, I just listened to it. Remember that? <laughs> I think I thought you were lying. <laughs> no, I wasn't lying. It's great. It's legitimately amazing. Because I grew up listening to uh, a lot of punk music, you know, like the Hives. I mentioned them earlier. Um, than yeah. like the Clash, Bad Brains, artists like that. Um, you know, like Devo's first album. Um, so it's one of those things where it brought that real punk spirit into hip hop. <laughs> and even though, you know, the bars are not that good, you know, like, but the way that he delivers them is everything. So it's like, you know, what? he does have a point. Right. Eden Asian puts like a sweet, all I need is sweet and sour sauce. You know, he has a good point there, you know? Like, he, he has that much confidence in it. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, holy shit, I cannot do anything but be on your side with this. Mm-hmm. So just like that amazing, completely out of left field album, you know? Because, you know, he came off of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and watched The Throne. And if you want to count a cruel summary, you know this giant, um, like gold-plated albums, pretty much. You know where it's like very ornate, very detailed, very maximalistic. You know, and then going the complete opposite direction. You know where it's like no one could have expected that from him. Right. You know, coming right off of you know what people consider to be you know one of the best albums of all time. You know, that's like. All right, let's just like strip back everything and like just like create this ugly abomination, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, Jesus, baby, better received over time. Because I do. It was better. Yeah, I, think I get it more now. I don't think it's my favorite ever, and I still probably my least favorite. But I get it. Yeah. And I think he was a little bit beyond. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you like Jesus as King more? But he's been beyond his time with eight oh eight. Uh, with 808s and Heartbreaks, too, I think. I think that was a little underrated yeah. at the time, too, as well. No, no, 808s is definitely influential. Yeah. It's, but he, do you he, think he, Jesus is King is better than Yeezus? <laughs> that's, the, that's the question. Uh, <laughs> I know someone out there. No, I think Yeezus is better. All right, good. Me, I was about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he pissed me off on Jesus is King, honestly. At this point, 
to where he's at, I was definitely way more angrier leaving Jesus as king than I was uh, fucking uh, Jesus. Because at least with Jesus, he took a risk, you know? Yeah. Um, And Jesus as king is just, ugh. Did you ever hear people saying like, oh, it's going to be like Jesus where people appreciate its genius in five years? Do you ever hear that? <laughs> I, Wait for I five hear years that. to pass. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what Jesus is king does. No, it's still going to be shit. It's not like there's anything Maybe that was like, like groundbreaking or anything in Jesus is king, you know? Like, like, he ain't even Christ, like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, people say, like, oh, man, Follow God is the best on that album, you know, but it yes, just sounds like an old pastor song. trying to be hip, you know. Yeah, it sounds like the pastor in the black church loses my, right, 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 right. <laughs> Christ-like. Yeah. Uh, it's catchy, though. I actually kind of like Follow God, but it's not because I, I was like, I shouldn't be bopping my head like this so much Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for this type of album or what it's supposed to be, maybe his attentions. Honestly, I think yeah. Jesus is born or whatever. I thought was the what he was going for. Jesus is born is better. I feel like he should have really utilized the choir uh-huh. um, way more on Jesus is King. I, I think the only good song on that album is Selah. Yeah. yeah I, but, like, e- even then, the Yandi counterpart of it is much better. Mm-hmm. And has, like, way better delivery and some of the same lyrics, you know. Oof, we're almost at the end. And I'm gonna yeah, what's your number two? Thing. I want to let you know not all the shows are this long. <laughs> it's just a decade. And it was a yeah. big one. I, I, I thank you. <laughs> yeah yeah we're condensing it back into four back, hours it won't be like yeah. that <laughs> I all right yeah it'll be too next time i'm gonna come with the i'm gonna come with a timer next time <laughs> no nah, this shit always goes long three hours this might yeah. be my longest show we're about to hit in but uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is my number two if that's gonna be number your two, number two. <laughs> but i feel like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy it marks kanye's return back to hip-hop from the experimentations of 808s and graduations you know i think his lyrics aren't corny or unrelatable here and as a piece of art from an artist that still till this day reinvents himself time and time again this refreshingly sits at a very high point in his career and let's say if i could put both of my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and college dropout as my number one favorite kanye album spot i probably would for me i mean you can but, if you want but i'm not <laughs> but i'm not going based off the one that made me feel good or the strongest sense of nostalgia you know it it it's composed and produced better than college dropout conceptually i think it takes more risk it's an album without training wheels you know or a parachute or a safety net and what i mean by that is it doesn't simply exist as a throwback reminder of a bunch of old music you were already used to or already liked i I get not liking Kanye's personal life, but not liking it because you can't relate to it or don't like him is is cray <laughs> to me. Uh, when did relatability become a thing for hip-hop? And I'm going to say that because I just remember the complaints back then uh, about the people saying it's not relatable enough. And, you know, that's why people uh, hold college dropout to such high regard. I don't need someone to go through, you know, my experiences that I have already lived. For it to be the better Kanye West album, in my opinion. That's like buying a book I already know the ending to. 
the best music shouldn't always be a mirror to your own reality. You know, mm-hmm. video games are usually video games are usually enjoyable because it's the furthest thing from our reality. These games, these movies, these reality TV shows, whatever you do, some of the music you even listen to, these are these are all our own beautiful, dark, twisted fantasies. And maybe for a few hours out of the week after work or whatever, people are able to escape from the world they live and imagine themselves uh, wherever they are. If uh, if all these forms of media all shaped our everyday reality, that would be a there would be a big lack of originality, you know which this album has a lot of that's where and I think that's where this album shines it gives it's giving us perspective for some kind of sound from an album that hasn't given us nostalgia you know it's just fresh new ideas from an artist who reinvented himself in the first nine tracks of uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy are pure bliss and pure fire the the all the lights interlude that has vocals uh that has the vocals from uh, Elton John and stuff Come on, man. <laughs> it's yeah. cool, bro. Uh, and I think Drake is also in there also. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in the mix. Kanye's inclusion of lust and love as he intertwines humanity and religion to explain this devil in a dress with the Smokey Robinson sample. Hearing this and not knowing Smokey Robinson would have been a sin for me. <laughs> you know, hmm. my parents would have disowned me if I didn't know who that was. Uh, Rick Ross's feature is awesome. Uh, Runaway. What else could be said about that? Who uh, that hasn't been said? It was. I did for my piano recital a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was Kanye's acknowledgement of, of of him being an asshole. It doesn't. It, it doesn't stick to those cliches. We can't all be these amazing people. The you know, the monster first. As silly as Nikki's line is, it's probably uh, her most fire line in her career still to this day. I think. Uh, I think it's one of the most ambitious works and sonically impressive albums and really sets himself apart from all of his contemporaries. And it encourages you to, it encourages you to 100% be yourself, uh, 100% be authentic, uh, do all the things you seek pleasure in and explore uh, those thoughts, you know? And I don't get how do you accidentally give Nikki, uh, Nikki Minaj the, her best performance. <laughs> how do you accidentally just... That's pretty. Cool. He almost took it. He almost took it off the song because he didn't want to be upstaged. Jesus, <laughs> I hear "Life of Pablo." He re-recorded his line on "No Parties in L- No More Parties in L.A." because Kendrick's was so good, and then he had a line, and then he added another line <laughs> so he could rap more and whatever. So yeah. he's not totally upstaged. I was like, God damn, dude, <laughs> that's great, Kanye West, man. But no, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy number two. Two baby. I have a lot to say about like the last two. <laughs> That's why I was like, let me get this out. So number one. Yeah. Number one for me. Um, going with what you're saying on music not having to be relatable at all to you to be good. My number one pick is Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was because, for it. I and I now. said that because this is a celebration of you know freedom and your imperfections in the eye of the system you know uh, being yourself even if it makes others uncomfortable um, uh, like you know imperfections uh, uh, like in the eyes of society you know like being a queer black woman mm-hmm. which is the opposite of me I am a straight white man 
Um, <laughs> but this yeah. this album fucking slaps. <laughs> no, um, or like questions traditional morals and institutions that America is built on, you know, including religion and conservatism. Talking about freedom of sexuality, uh, which may try to suppress. Um, and it as a whole pretty much likens computer humans to computers and these uh, imperfections of humans as bugs. But also questions like, are these actually bugs? Is there actually something wrong or are, are these features? You no, know, is this who we are? You know, um, you know, with songs like Dirty Computer, the title track, the intro, uh, having beautiful harmonies by Brian Wilson, um, where she starts off questioning her self-worth, you know, because of the bugs that a society deems unfit. Um, into crazy classic life, uh, talking about the fantasy that she wants to live, but won't yeah. live because of how society is built against her pretty much where, you know, she mentions having to feel like having to clean up these messes, you know, that, uh, that society created pretty much. Um, well, people like me don't have to worry about stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about oppression uh, systematically of my people or anything because mm-hmm. my people built the system pretty much to favor them. Um, then you also have, you know, songs like Take a Bite and Screwed, where it's pretty much sexual liberation, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and yes talking about like all right yeah sex fuck yeah you know um like straight sex lesbian sex gay sex it's all fucking awesome you know um you know hmm? oh no (laughs) okay yeah uh you know and using screwed as a uh you know kind of a uh double entendre where screwed as in getting fucked you know, with sex or getting fucked with, we're going to fucking die, you know, that sort of thing, you know, um, with Zoe Kravitz having a verse, you know, um, talking about uh, gun control shootings, you know, um, like referencing the uh, Dark Knight Rising shooting from uh, Aurora, Colorado back in 2012, right. or the uh uh vegas shooting that happened in 2017 at the uh country music festival you know um but yeah it, like ha- bringing those together is something that you don't really see but are still in a way uh fairly similar in that they're both pretty hot topics in uh political discussions now um Django jane is just another uh like celebration of who she is, you know, the only track where she fully raps on it. Um, you know, Pink is another song about uh sex, you know, but go more into it as a uh, empowering for feminism, lesbianism, uh pansexuality, all of that uh, LGBT plus stuff. Um, Make Me Feel is a very sexy song. Um where you know, it's pretty much the centerpiece of the album having this, uh, you know, major Prince vibes to it, um, as well as the rest of the album having Prince vibes because she and him were really fucking close. Um, yeah, make me feel is this another one of those songs that's freely expressing her sexual identity, 
um, I got the juices, you know, one of those like everyone is special tracks, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I like that is about her individualism and carving her own path, you know, where it touches on her freedom and sexuality and how she goes against the grain, uh, which she demonstrates. Uh, we're, you know, talking about the bullying that occurred uh, because of like how she dressed, how she had her hair, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she always saw herself as the shit because of her individuality, you know, which I got the juice also touches upon. Um, and also being okay with where she is, you know, uh, where you won't see her selling out, you know, these major shows, you know, but playing more, uh, smaller venues, like 5,000 person venues or so. Um, and then using this album as a platform, essentially, um, to getting her message out where even though it is, you know, extremely a pop album, you know, it's her most pop album. Um, but it's a perfect way to like spread the message that she has, you know, yeah. um, then you have, don't judge me, you know, which is pretty straightforward where, um, you know, mm-hmm. don't judge her for be- being who she is, you know, especially because with this album cycle, this is when, you know, she came out as pansexual and everything and it was more open, uh, where it's like the fears that she, uh, the fears that she had about coming out, you know, especially in Trump's America, you know, which she also touches on in So Afraid. Um, then you have uh, the final track, Americans, which is an ode to American tradition and is delivered in this really sarcastic manner, uh, saying that the ways that we love now are antiquated and needs to be updated for the current age we live in. Uh, where the song tackles American politics and, uh, you know, their use of God to justify their abuse of power as well as police brutality and uh, injustices in the prison system where it's used to keep prisoners away from society rather than focus on rehabilitations. Um, And then she also uses, uh, you know, the last line of first verse to subvert uh, classic American iconography you know, making Uncle Sam gay, talking about, you know, black Jesus rising again when he's traditionally white, um, mm-hmm. using it as a metaphor for, you know, black people's resilience to injustices by the system that was built to mm-hmm. oppress them. Um, but especially on the bridge, um, she lays a sarcasm on thick where she enforces typical gender roles with women uh, belonging in the kitchen, you know, doing chores, uh, teaching children about God and Christianity, you know, but she calls it superstition anyways. Yeah. Um, being the man leader of the house. Um, and then also the whole thing with, you know, teaching kids from a young age to pledge allegiance to America. You know, that's some fucking weird ass shit that we had to do. Yes. Um, like not questioning the government's actions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ending it with, Jesus. you know, following these antiquated rules and everything to uh like do as you're told and you'll get your piece of pie pretty much um but then in the second verse she subverts uh uh she, she flips her perspective to a non-traditional american uh talking about you know like grecian issues such as like the gender wage gap wall street politicians racial discrimination um what else um no, I love but yeah, it's just love. like it, it's it's a perfect culmination of everything in the album. Yeah. Where instead of saying America sucks is like 
America sucks. I'm so American. It can get better, you know? So even though it's not as high concept as the Metropolis series, you know, her, you know, so far two album and one EP, uh, Mm -hmm. story spanning, whatever, uh, she in turn delivers a much more vulnerable project, which tackles the same prod topics and themes, but in a more succinct way, uh, just without an explicit Afrofuturism backing. But that can still be shown or still be seen in the emotion picture that was released alongside with the album. And the album does exactly what it sets out to do, letting people know who Janelle really was 10 years into her career, while also creating a perfect mix of politics and pop where it still has meaning but it keeps it fun i love how much you love that album (laughs) i was wondering in my head i was like is dirty computer gonna be his number one (laughs) i was just i was like i I was like it was almost a running joke in my head i was like it's gonna be dirty computer it's not a fucking joke but then i I thought maybe it's something that i don't know if he heard back then or something i just don't know what it is but your love you make me you make you've Help me fall in love with that album even more. It didn't land oh, in yeah. my like top here, but it was one I was mentioning. Yeah, albums. But I, 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 I sent album. you a, uh, I sent you the uh, document that has the full review on it. I was just paraphrasing there, pretty much. Oh, good job, man! Like that's a. And I know how much you like that album too. So yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> number love, two album of all time. I love number two album of all time. Yeah, number one's Demon Days. Okay, I was wondering what your number one yeah. was of all time, but this decade it would be uh, Dirty Computer. This decade is Dirty Computer, hell yeah. Do you have an all-time list? We're not going to have to do that. I'm just curious. We could talk maybe after if you want to talk. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. I have list? a list, actually, yeah. You sent me that, right? Yeah. I one time you sent um, me a whole list. I, I, I sent you an old version of it, yeah. But I'm going to go in mine because uh, I remember the first time I looked at Dirty Computer and it was uh, I haven't heard from Janelle in a minute. Honestly wasn't An- uh, Ark Android wasn't that the last album she had before Dirty no, Computer? No. Um, it was The Electric Lady. Ark Android was 2010. 2013 was, was The Electric, the Electric Lady, Lady and then 2018 album? was Dirty Computer. Okay. That was a studio album? Yeah. Electric Lady? Okay. I think I yeah. skipped Electric Lady, honestly. And then I was like, shit. <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> ever heard Electric Lady. I really don't think I have. But that's good. It's good. There, there's I, a song it with will probably on it. be on this late it will probably be on this list. But because Arc Android <laughs> and Dirty Computer are on my list, just up there. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't heard it. <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot about Janelle Monet after Arc Android. And then Cal- uh, Calvin was over and had it uh the music videos on for uh dirty computer and i loved how i just started watching i was like oh everything flows yeah. into everything this is great <laughs> i love this whole story i gotta hear this album does she have a video for every song on there just about yeah these? and it's all yeah yeah she does short movie it, it's all in the uh in the videos she released alongside it we watched that whole thing <laughs> and yeah. i was like i gotta listen to this album so i watched i just texted you my uh top 100 all-time list but my yeah. number one. What's your number one? You can go to bed or whatever you do, masturbate. <laughs> whatever you have. I don't do that. Night. God does not approve. Oh, God does approve. Uh, shit, God does not approve of me. <laughs> I have sinned. <laughs> but uh, um, my number one, my numero uno is 
to Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Yep. My album of the decade. I, I almost feel like my top two were like, yeah, of course. But Kendrick, Kendrick, I love Kendrick. I put Kendrick yeah. over Tupac in my uh, list of top rappers. Kendrick is over Tupac yeah. for me. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, classic. Classic hip-hop record. Yep. No ins, Instant classic. Ins, but I'll go into it. Uh, so you can get uh, get going with the rest of your day. Thank you. But my favorite album, man. This is not only my favorite album, but album of the decade, dude. Uh, it completely made me look at him different and not trying to cater to the same audience. Because if it did, it would have just be the same shit over and over again. Uh, I remember naysayers of this album criticized the funky sound because it's not done as effectively as Good Kid. And, you know, if I hear amazing songs off a rock record and then hear amazing songs on a hip-hop record, that doesn't mean the rock record is any less substantial or done less or executed poorly to any degree because I'm a bigger fan of hip-hop, you know. I just like music. Uh, yeah. I think people get it mixed, uh, people get mixed up because they think the sound of the music not being their preference, then it's executed worse than their actual preference. You know, they are, and I think they are both done well. It, uh, it was so unique in the, in the first in a long time I had ever heard heavy funk influence. If ever I heard heavy funk influence, you know, when I, when this album came around, um, I think it's, uh, it's a classic, uh, it's, uh, there it's unique. <laughs> it's really enlightening. Uh, there's dots to connect to it was about it was about people who experience these dots on a regular basics and basis you know and kendrick's guide on how to handle it kendrick i feel like you know kendrick bar is consistently uplifting black thoughts on this album uh hood politics king kunta uh institutionalized uh he's calling out rappers he's calling out fakeness he's calling out racism he's calling out injustice that's where it gets twisted, and people call it a, uh, when people call it a political album. That's where it gets twisted because it's not. This album doesn't encompass politics. It just talks about it from time to time, but it's not about it. It's essentially about black. It's essentially a black power anthem. Uh, you know, that's it for for social growth. Uh, it was totally different from anybody this decade that released an album. You know, he's trying to use his celebrity for good and not pimped out by the industry. A lot of people who don't even know the theory behind Wesley's theory on this album. It was made about Wesley Snipes' tax invasion, applying that no one ever taught a black person how to maintain their finances and how to be smart in the industry. After being on the phone with Dr. Dre, who is schooling him on how to manage his money and manage his success, this voice comes on and says, what you want? You, you, uh, you want a house or a or a car, 40 acres, or of a mule, or a piano, a guitar, anything. See, my name is Uncle Sam. I'm your dog. Uh, the most, And that's the most impactful because Kendrick maintains his cohesive nature like the others he's done. Yes, but this is nothing but a Negro spiritual, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. You don't have to be just black to understand it. He makes it real easy and blunt a lot of the times. The only drawback to this was that level of pedestal Kendrick had to put on himself that he needed to create 
damn right after and that might be me going into my uh my theory i, I want to tell you that maybe off but i'm still <laughs> off to this i'm still in all to this day of the instrumentals on here it's an amazing and an expansive musical palette of hip-hop jazz soul uh funk uh the dense layers and just a appropriate list of guests and what a narrative and concept that is executed so well here. Each thread of the story from each track weaves together so well. Uh, I see this record as this huge idea of self-realization and actualization, trying to be the most down-to-earth, authentic person you can be while existing in a place, in a space where, you know, you are surrounding with you are surrounded with things and temptations that are just trying to push you to be the opposite. And for Kendrick, that is the musical industry, you know, and everything that is connected to the music industry and fame at large. But you can't take a lot of these same ideas and apply them to your to your own life experience. Uh, but you can take my bad. You can take a lot of these ideas and apply them to your own life experience as well. We all make choices at various points in our lives where we are either making the best decision uh, the healthiest, the smartest, the most moral or are making the bad or negative choice that's hurting us or others, you know, while the others of life, while the idea of life being a series of choices and realization uh, and realizations and trying to put yourself on the right path for you. And that's nothing in the grander scheme of themes, you know, with Kendrick, with Kendrick's talents and abilities, he breathes new life into these ideas in a way that I think no other artists in this past 10 years has. And I think people misinterpreted his attempts and what he was trying to do though with this album and that's why i think damn is kind of a companion piece to it but to this album but that's like i said another topic i think damn is his way of saying he isn't on this god tier he has fear and anguish and confusion too he doesn't have all the answers he's just trying to move forward and uh append the world uh up in the world not just through dollar sign uh through dollar signs but move it forward through art not uh, but not just your art and not just trying to be pimped through the industry and at the same time just trying to be a man before being black and to me that does it for me personally you know so i fucking <laughs> it's a pimp a butterfly album of the it's year a pimp a butterfly we fucking did it <laughs> we did it i i thank you <laughs> i said some pimp butterfly wasn't on your list <laughs> no no it was it was it was it was just high it was one of those higher up ones no, it was number six. It was it number six? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I must Wait, have been yeah. trying to fiddle. Or, or like number shit. seven, I think. Six or seven. Yeah. Um, Jesus over fucking. <laughs> That's a yeah. No. I appreciate the experimentation more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Twisted Fantasy is six. To put my butterfly is, uh, is seven. Um, it, Depending on if you want to, I'll... Uh, if you want to send me the list that you have and I could put it on like the galaxy podcasting network thing for possibly the ones that won't listen to this, maybe I won't put it as a number what we numbered it. I'll be like, tune in and find out, but I'll have a whole list of what yours is online and a list of what mine's is for the ones yeah. who don't listen. Uh, to this. You can find on my Instagram. I have my list. Back in on December twenty third. Got you. Yeah, I'll find that. Yeah. And maybe I'll make it into something, and we'll 
have our list there. So if you did not survive this three hours, but if you did, I dude, it was like four hours. We started at like what eight ish, right? It was long, yeah. But I had fun. Yeah, it was a good talk. What you cut out? Yeah, I did. Am I back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. You're back. Okay, I went to the other thing. I'm about to wrap it up anyway. I was like, if I do cut All it. Right. I got my shit. <laughs> you got but, your uh, shit. You got your shit. But uh, thank you. I'm going to wrap it up. Just of course. To end it. Uh, this has been Cinema Language, guys. Thank you for listening to our albums of the decade. I know it was a little late, but we got it to you here. Stay tuned for movies of the decade. I am going to do that. It's probably not going to be as long, and I'm probably not going to go in as much detail. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see how I feel. It's definitely not going to be this long. <laughs> um, thank you, Michelangelo. I'm so I'm sorry if it was a lot, but you did it. <laughs> um, I did it. But we did it. And, it. and I hope you come back. It won't be that long. I will. I, I don't have anything going on over summer. <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn. How have you... What you been doing every day? Is every day just... Um, Waking up at like noon. Pretty much. Yeah, I feel it. Um, That's my days off anyway. I woke up. Yeah, I always said I'm yeah, 11 do, doing homework 11 shit. Um, uh, I, I finished up my senior project. I've been working on that a bit, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my time anyway. I always wake up between 11 and 1. <laughs> yeah. If it's, yeah, I woke up at 1 of them. I'm just like, work? fuck. Yeah. No school hmm? work? I'm definitely waking up between 11 and 1. I don't have a kid or anything. Yeah. So that's not really a worry for me. Um, I want to ask you one more thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh no! What's your favorite like memory from working? Probably just like or favorite bullshitting both. Just bullshitting before, uh, like doors opened and stuff like that. Nah, I did like the before everything. You just just chilling because I'm like we're getting we're like when like no one when no one's there. Um, I don't think you were there that time. Um, for Leonard Skinner, oh, when uh, there were t t-shirt, yeah, the two shirtless yeah, dudes with the swastika, yeah, the two shirtless <laughs> dudes with the tattoos, and they're like really detailed. I said I'll never work a Leonard Skinner show again after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. No, I was very much there because they looked at me. I remember that. Yeah, they were looking yeah. at me, and I think they pointed at me, and I was like, dude, I'm. <laughs> I think I told you I was, or you already saw it too, and I was like, "Dude, I'm not." Yeah. To, no, 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 no they're like, "Hey, uh, can we go this way to go to the bathroom?" I'm like, "I'm like, no." They did ask you a question. That's right. It, I, I, I didn't even try doing like a customer service voice because, like, they have fucking swastika tattoos. Like, I can't believe I saw a swastika before I saw a Confederate flag at that show. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they were there in full force too but the swastika i'm glad you didn't let him down because i wonder if they wanted yeah. to fuck with me because they did point to me and i wonder yeah. i don't know if they were i was just kind of like dude i'm gonna do my job and if you guys are gonna be here all night just you know i it is what it is now and yeah as long as because I, I, I don't even think those were their seats i think they're actually supposed to be in the lawn yeah because they didn't stay <laughs> they they, they, they yeah. told them that i didn't see him again yeah, yeah, night. I didn't see him wrestling night. But yeah, I was like, that's some bravery. You guys are just going to take off your shirt and just show off your swastika. But I guess you're at a Leonard yeah. Skinner show, so what else is. That's else encouraged, is I guess. <laughs> yeah, dress to impress, I guess, at a Leonard Skinner yeah. show. 
But uh, no, nah, that, that's your favorite memory? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My favorite was the racist. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, just like dicking around. I, I, I really liked when Evan was like, you guys watch uh, Jake Paul or something like that. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. my seven-year-old stepsister does, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember we brought the spinach, uh, the the spinny fidget fidget things or whatever. F- fidget spinners. Fidget spinners, yeah. They were really popular at the time. I remember I had Those were awesome. I'll hit you up. Do you have your fidget spinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got mine. <laughs> I was just like, we were just spinning that shit. Uh, I'm going to miss it. I miss those days with you. I miss working with you. Me too. Uh, I, I switched to security because, like, oh, okay, it's going to be better pay, but it was really boring outside of, like, doing, like, bag checks and everything with Calvin. Yeah. How was that working with Calvin? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but Suckman's are like, okay, go patrol around the area, and they sent me up to the lawn. And, like, the lawn is steep, and I had to, like, stand up there for, like, however many hours. Oh, and, I th- I, and I think... No, the worst was, um, you know, the, uh, like, VIP lawn section? Right. There was a day where I was told just to patrol that area, so I just had to walk, like, back and forth. There's nothing else to do. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this job. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't work the extra dollar an hour. I was thinking, uh, I don't know if I'll go back when it starts. I'm on the fence. I want to, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it just doesn't feel like it'll be the same. And maybe I should yeah. just go on and do. You're still doing them technically, or are you just not gonna go back? No, I, I'm no like security and ushering and all that stuff. I work as a uh, as a stagehand at this one school theater. Oh, okay. Are you gonna do that? Yeah. Stick with that, or. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna continue with that once they reopen. Even when um, everything reopens and stuff. Yeah, it, it, the thing that really sucks though is that the day before everything closed, um, was the lighting the light board operator's last day. So, right. like next shift, I would have become the new light board operator, lighting director, whatever. But everything closed. So I'm like, all right. God, and then COVID said, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> It's annoying, but whatever. But thank you, Michelangelo. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Marcel. Uh, yes, thank you. For the hundred time, and you can find me at wylp at gmail.com. Uh, message me about any questions, compliments, concerns, whatever you fuck you guys got to say. Uh, we have some exciting content coming for you. Stay tuned. Hopefully, Michelangelo will be back. Uh, I will. Please. If I'm invited. <laughs> Yeah, you of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I've been wanting to do a show for you for a while. I think yeah, the decade was that's the first right idea. This will probably be the longest show we have until maybe two years. Yeah, the the big four hour Mike Waring's low special. <laughs> it was goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you all uh, for tuning in. We had some pretty wacky moments list. on here. Look at the list down below or whatever. I or look it up. I'll have something there. Stay tuned for more content. Uh, thank you all, uh, my watchers. How do you like that name, by the way? Since I'm called, since my podcast is called Watch Your Language, I thought I wanted to make up like a cool little fan name, and I was like the Watchers. What if I call them that? I mean, that's all right. Uh, I never really cared for fan names, but at least Watchers makes sense because me either. It's but like it's... watching. 
like this or whatever. Yeah. Watchers. I, I mean, and it's from Listeners. like, and I kind of was inspired by Game of Thrones and like the Watchers at the Wall and there's Watchers in Marvel. So I was like, since I do talk about pop culture shit like that, I that makes not, sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. Thank you. I have your input. I, I'm not a big on fan names too. I'm kind of. I don't yeah. know if it sounds corny. I'm still scared to be like, "Hey, Watchers, <laughs> how are my yeah. Watchers doing?" <laughs> but we'll see. But thank you, guys. I'm gonna wrap it up because I still don't know how to end shit. This has been the best album of the decades. Thank you for supporting. Uh, good night. Good morning. Good evening. Whenever you're fucking listening to this. Salutations. And remember, watch your goddamn motherfucking cinema language. Good night. Good night.